That's me itching my tummy. Scratching. Oh. I do that too. Drives Andrew nuts. Mm. You're not itching your tummy. Your tummy itches, so you're scratching it. Me. I'm itching it. Why would you do that to yourself? You're making yourself more itchy. That's terrible. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Um, do you always have to ask, may I go to the bathroom? Or if, if Mary says, can I go to the bathroom? You're like, I don't know, can you? Here's the question. Why would I ask Andrew if I can go to the bathroom? <laughs> As what's, I was saying, and I knew that was... What's going on in that relationship? Yikes. You don't? What? She doesn't know. Mother, may I? <laughs> um, Mother, can I? And then she goes, I don't know, can you? <laughs> Yo. Welcome to Categorical Oracle, the podcast where we pit our organizational skills against the disorder of the modern world. I'm Mary, and with me are... Andrew Crawford. Kelly Cody. Oh, that, that sounded really dumb. I'm going to keep rolling, but oof, never again. That was a conscious choice. I'm sticking with it. I will never do it again. Right. Today, we're doing a part two of Summer Hits. Um last last time we did uh the last 20 years so we went 20 more years back uh, so this is the summer hits from 1976 to 1996 there's all kinds of goodies in this one honestly um not only goodies but betteries i would think mm. i know i know this is unfair because i mean obviously um these songs a lot of songs seem better because we've had a <laughs> Sorry, guys. There's just some some of my cat's hair float through your house. Uh, it's fine. And now, <laughs> and now I'm not going to be able to breathe, Kelly. It did look a little God. like you were trying to to uh, land a plane. <laughs> there was a lot. I was trying to catch it, put it back on my clothing, which is where it probably came from. Yeah, <laughs> not my precious cat hair. It's house. Yeah, that's the, you know. Well, you're gonna slap it on your chest like a brooch. Well. <laughs> Returning to my valid point, my non-cat-centric point. Um, oh, what the hell was I saying? Great. Thanks. This is Sorry, a better list. Better list. Yeah. This is a better list, yeah. although admitting that makes me face the fact that I'm getting old. I think that they've had time to become classics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The history One is... dance is not going to be a classic. Uh, Fair. There's no way. Also, at least like three of these I'd never heard of before. That's so, true. I, yeah. yeah. This list also Which made me confront the fact that we have always been obsessed with movie soundtrack. I was a little bit dismissive with that first list. I was like, Fast and Furious song gives a damn. But then we're going through this then list. Then this list happens. To be, to be fair, yeah. their soundtrack music, way better than Fast and Furious 5 will ever be. Mm, yeah. Which I don't think is called Fast and Furious 5. Fast 5? Fast 5. Fast 5. Let's get down to brass tacks, folks. 1976. Number one song in America, which was recently pointed out to me. I did not make a big enough deal about that for the first one. These are only for America, guys. So we only have ourselves to blame. Oh, I'm sorry, Germany. <laughs> if that was the case, there'd be a lot more techno on this list. <laughs> and also songs from like four or five years ago for that summer. Um, <laughs> In 1976, the number one song in America, according to Billboard, between Memorial Day and Labor Day was Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. Yeah. What, what do we make of it? Well, I think obviously this is a classic. I I think this is a classic despite what I would describe as a total, like almost aggressive absence of charisma between the two leads. Oh, yeah. It's... And I, I feel like this is a song, this is a piece of pop culture but, uh, sort of akin to uh, Singing in the Rain, and that it's a charming little thing made not through chemistry or, uh, you know, good feelings, but through the sheer force of will of one lunatic. Like, he just... <laughs> <if> you, <laughs> that is 
such a great comparison. <laughs> do you oh, think man. that? Do you think that Kiki D was crying under a piano, and that Rod Stewart had to come and like show her, <laughs> show her how to sing? <laughs> show her how to sing. <laughs> That's, That's offensive she, because Kiki is actually very good. It's also where she got the pink overalls from Rod Stewart. Yeah. We um we should clarify that Mary and I uh together watched all the music videos for these and oh. first off uh, thank you Bert Sugarman and the Midnight Express uh without you we would have missed the first half of this list so keep it up uh it's 40 years ago what Th- that's where all the clips come from because oh. you, know. you know music videos as we discovered uh <laughs> kelly did you watch any of i watched videos? many of the music okay videos. i watched mm. this music video this, yeah, this, they're kind of basic uh they really were just like it's gonna be a video of people making some music um <laughs> There is I, no story here. Yeah. We're going to teach I, her how to do the hand drive. I agree. She's going to, we're going to, no, Ellen John's going to show her how to do the hand drive. She's going to do it better than him. He's going to be dismissive because he is like the Stanley Kubrick, uh, like Stanley Kubrick dressed in a Donald Duck shaped pile of cocaine. He's just like a <laughs> maniac who looked, he was just so mean to poor Kiki D. Do you think so? Is that historically accurate? No, I'm, I'm being very speculative. Oh, very um, rudely speculative about he Elton was, She Sir, was basically Elton like, John. I do Sorry. know historically, she really wasn't supposed to be in... He did not choose her to mm. do this with him. It was mm-hmm. his song. And she had just signed with whatever label he was currently recording under. And they were like, this is the person you're, gonna, you're going to help launch her career. Mm. And I, I guess he agreed to it, but she was not his first choice. I think that when you listen to this song, you do not realize that there is no charisma between them. But when you watch the video, it becomes very evident. And for people who have not seen it, it is Kiki D standing in pink overalls. And they're the type of overalls that have, like, it's the hole, but then they don't have a button on the strap. It's, like, crammed through the hole and then tied in a knot. And then Elton John... You need to talk about the color a little bit more. They are a beautiful, light pink, almost a blush color. It's sort of like if you watered down Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Is what it is that color. And what is she wearing under it? A blouse. A blouse with big poofy yeah. sleeves yeah. and a full collar. <laughs> and under that. <laughs> <laughs> What's hilarious about all Nothing this is we're like, we're like painting and loving and sometimes <laughs> disgusting detail. Um, watered down Pepto-Bismol and Pervin. Um, what she's wearing when Elton John is also in this music video. And he's wearing a terrible suit. He is. He's wearing a terrible well, white suit. Terribly conservative he, by his standards. And he has... N- is Elton John bald? He has never looked more bald than in this video. What's that? Mm. I thought it was a pattern suit. I thought it was like an argyle no, 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 suit. No, it's like a big white suit and then it has like a big pattern shirt on it. Oh, maybe that's where I'm it's thinking. It's terrible. Pattern. It's terrible. He is, he is wearing his customary giant glasses too. Yes. Um, and they are just standing next to each other awkwardly and uh, singing into separate microphones. Not and, even the same microphone. And that is uh-uh. the whole thing. So we forgot to mention actually my favorite part of uh, Kiki's look, which is she has a heavy bang. Mm. She does. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a heavy bang. It's She's got all, a helmet. Yeah. And it's a bang. It's like a bang that goes all the way around her head. <laughs> um, it's a lot. It's just a lot of hair. Um, and but that plus the overalls and that particular type of overalls to me it makes it seem like she's having a very magical but awkward eighth birthday party with her uncle Elton. <laughs> it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. Um, I also want to say that she is a redhead wearing those pink overalls. Wait, is she? I no, she's, she's no. red hair. I thought she was like a solid auburn color. I, mean, I don't the, really the know what auburn is or hazel eyes, so I, I it's don't. reddish. <laughs> brown mary's red hazel colorblind it's really weird <laughs> i don't know i don't know what then women next... who just have brown hair and brown eyes who want to seem exotic identify as colors <laughs> that's what it comes down to uh, the next time you see my sister just look deep into her eyes 
And Did then you'll know the color lesson? hazel. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. When I was a child. Which is sometimes green and sometimes brown. That's what it means. Dear listeners. Catical Oracle Nation. <laughs> I am a lass with brown eyes. And when I was a child, I was moaning about this fact to my mother. And my chief complaint was that my eyes were the color of wood. <laughs> <laughs> so I make no bones about the fact that they are brown. And that's fine. They're the color of wood. Oh, the color of wood. <laughs> Something about the tone of Don't Go Breaking My Heart makes me think that this couple will not make it. Mm, will yeah. not make it. Um, and it's it's probably the fact that it has like a little bit of a threatening undercurrent. <laughs> I would like to also point out that Elton John has performed this song with the likes of Miss Piggy. Hmm. So I, I do think, remember the Miss Piggy version. So I think it, it makes sense that uh, Kiki is a little bit unsure. Of him as a potential partner. Did Miss Piggy wear pink overalls? No, no, of course not. She was wearing like a beautiful spangly dress. Mm. So I feel like this is a narrative heavy song, especially for a love song. Um, so I called this uh, Roger and Hammerstein's Recycling <laughs> as the category. Well, I took a different tact. I think there... I found a lot of these songs on this list have reached a level of, uh, of sort of recognizability and status wherein it is uh, something I can imagine the like 2050 equivalent of old man Rod Stewart singing as a part of an American classics. The, the... I was so sure that you were going to be like, this is going to be old man river for future <laughs> generations. It's like an American folk song. I mean, that, is, that is kind of what I'm going with here. So I just decided to call this uh, great American songbook 2050. I love that category. Yeah, that's great. That's a great category. Yeah, I was happy with it. So I truthfully think it's one of the best, but I will let it go. So it is, it's secondary. Other real category I had is, I want to hear her side of the story. <laughs> yes. I couldn't if I tried. Yeah, she, I just want to hear her side of the story. I think she could try. She could try. I mean, she did try. She did it. She sang the song. Um, she didn't, you know. I like Andy's category. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's really funny. I enjoy it. it, it you. You're right. It, that it is like old man river for future generations. Yeah, or like they're the, gonna be like this is this is timeless and refers to something that I am not familiar with. Now that I am matched with my perfect robot love slave, <laughs> when I reach the age of fourteen. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure it grows in the bathtub. I've been menstruating since I was four. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, That's right. I don't menstruate at all. Oh, I, I'm a boy. I'm a boy. <laughs> Uh, Very progressive of you to assume that the love slave was male. Yeah. All right. Also going on in 1976 was Kiss and Say Goodbye, the Manhattans. Manhattans. (laughs) Manhattans. Oof. Yeah. I, (laughs) I listened to, so I thanklessly put together a Spotify list. For this topic, we, we, we thank you a lot. I think we thank actually. you for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You did your, uh, you know, not job because I didn't pay for this, but yeah, I had to hit okay. A My few fingers times. were bleeding from dragging and dropping. Oh, um, poor babe. It was very sad. But I was listening to the Spotify playlist um, at work, uh, you know, to kind of whet my appetite. And um, I found myself becoming a little bit flushed during the workload. Yeah, no, this is this is a very mm-hmm. emotionally rich song. I also like how vague the person, is, like the the singer, is in the prologue about why this needs to happen. It's like, well, we need to give a reason, but it has to be like applicable to many situations. So um, I can't see you anymore because of 
obligations and then you've got some stuff too. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, know what I, I don't, I don't think I need, I, mean. I, do. I don't think that I need to enumerate what's going on here, go into details, but like, I do, you know, yeah. the reasons. I had assumed that this was like an affair, but I don't think it, it is. is. It is? Okay. It is. Because okay. yeah. like she, uh, she definitely has like a, a family or mm. her connections. They don't make it clear whether or not they're like. They could be divorced and, you know, it's like a Brady Bunch thing, but before they got married. I... I think that you are literally insane for thinking this is not about an affair. I'm sorry. I like to believe in, I don't know, not affairs. It, it's eh. an affair. Fair. I, I'm pretty sure, like, in the beginning, the guy basically is, like, about our affair that we've been having every day. <laughs> they also specify that it's something they've been meeting here every day. Also, the meeting here is Weekends, too? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> 365. Two, seven days a week? That's a lot. What are they telling their families? <laughs> going to church uh, the day. obligations can't be that obliging i don't know <laughs> seems very strange yeah. um so what category what do you guys think well i just oh, sorry, actually i jumped ahead last time kelly what do you think what am i think mm. so uh, this is another kind of two-parter in the same uh same kind of category uh just has two different names which is willing to engage in casual sex without necessarily seeking that in particular which is wikipedia's nonsense definition for dtf (laughs) (laughs) and the second one that i thought of was i'm not slutty if i'm dtf Mm. depending on your down to have fun yeah down to have fun down to have fun that's a that's gonna be very useful during this lesson i will say say. andy uh, well, this everything about this song, especially compared to the, like most pop songs I've heard, all you know, eighty that I've had to listen to for the last few episodes. He's never heard many, one past that. Well, yeah. It's his first time with music. <laughs> it's it's what is this music? This, this beautiful noise. Um, it just sounded so mature to me. Like this is this is the kind of thing that like this is not something that teenagers experience. This is something that like full on adults have and uh, my experience so I, I decided to call this love and 401ks <laughs> <laughs> that's also gonna be really helpful oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> um i because i had the experience where i listened to this in public and was like whoo had to fan myself um i thought that this was intimately invasive <laughs> yeah it was an invasive situation so that was mine what do we like I think Andrew took it again. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. I don't fire. want him to. I know. I mean, I did, I did brag via text to both you guys earlier today that these are the best categories I've come up with so far. You'll see. We the next one's even better than the first two. That second one was a mediocre effort. We should have texted best. each other and been like, we should shit on every single one of his categories. Let's <laughs> no. or just, him. Or just, or just peeped at the Google Drive and then stole all of his ideas. Yeah. We're like, American Songbook. They're just like, that's mine! Great American Songbook 2050 is the category. (laughs) But I call it Great American Songbook 2025. Oh. Price is right, rules. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) You're over. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's move on. 1977. Uh, I Want to Be Your Everything. Andy Gibb. The littlest BG. (laughs) He's not really. Baby BG. Baby BG. They helped him, though. Yeah. Like, he. He was basically copying off it all of his... It was written by the BG brothers. Yes. Mm. All of them together. Uh, was it this one that was written all by that? Or the other... Spoiler oh, alert. The other it's Andy the, it's the other one because the other one is so much of a weaker oh, song. Oh, yeah, it is. And I was like, that's... They were like, all the BGs wrote this in 20 minutes. I'm like, it shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It you're really right. does. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely right. Um, I, lo- I loved this song. I felt like I felt the chill of a purple slush puppy in my hand. 
and the sharp sting of total bio saturation of a roller rink when I listen to this song. Wow. It's an image. I had a really weird moment listening to a few of these songs where it was just like, I recognized that this was my mother's youth. That my mm. mom would have been 77. She would have been my age, a year younger than me. So imagine, like, imagine the songs you listen to right now. <laughs> but, like... I had a lot of those moments during this list. Yeah. Like, and I just yeah. had, had this, like, really weird moment. I was like, this is the music my mom listened to while she got drunk. Aww. Yeah. This is, like the, this is, like, the music that she was listening to with her best friend while they were, like, on the phone and she was, like, playing with the phone cord. <laughs> At 27? You think my mom was playing with a phone cord? Maybe. No. I would be if the phone still had cords. No, she's playing with the, the ape she owned. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> on the ape at that point. True story. That's a true story. Adventures of Barb. Adventures of Barb. Barb Connery. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, oh, you shouldn't say her name. But then I said it was my mom and I said her name, my name. So yeah, we would have figured, figured it out. What's her social security number? <laughs> <laughs> What's her first pet's name? Mm. <laughs> the, the make of her first car? Yeah. In What's your mother's maiden name? Who was your favorite was, uh, teacher in grade school? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the ones that are like, "What's your favorite color?" I like that is the, literally the easiest thing in the world to forget. Oh yeah, unless you're like, just incredibly boring person. Yeah, you to forget your favorite color. Yeah, because there are lots of them, and like it has to have like a qualifier in front of it. No one's like favorite color is like blue. I like, like all blues. Like a lot of people's favorite color is blue. It's like I know. Most... a lot of men's favorite color oh, is the worst. Well, green's clearly better. <laughs> but a seafone green or a Kelly green? Andrew, would you say that green is your favorite color? Yeah. It is. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> what's your what's your social security <laughs> number? Oh damn it. What's your what mother's the, maiden name? What was the street address you lived in when you were a child? <laughs> Sly dogs. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I appreciate all those thoughts, but for me, I love the song too. This is a fantastic uh, danceable song, but it also sounds exactly like the musical equivalent of like a box of chocolate and three roses, like hastily purchased at a Walgreens. It's like something that you play for somebody to try to seem romantic, but would just be kind of like, eh, like not actually that meaningful. It is very non-specific. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Okay. Is that, is that, what's your category? My category. We're proud of this one. Dim Whitman sampler. That Take one's it. actually yeah. yeah. Take it. It's fine. It's uh, fine. Yeah. yeah. See, not to brag, but there's levels of that too because it's Whitman samplers, but also Dim Wit Man. See, it's it's Dim Wit Man. Yeah. That's it's good. brilliant. I'm sorry, that was like poetry. Wow. You're gonna. I want to get that tattooed on my body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second, right on the heels of Andy Gibb. In 1977 was Best of My Love, Oof. The Emotions. Best of My List. <laughs> God. The Kelly. problem is that I just want to sing. I, yeah. I'm not good at singing, but I do just want to sing and dance to this a song. As the producer of this show that has a budget of zero dollars, yeah, do I that. appreciate you not singing oh, yeah. copyrighted material. I so, don't appreciate you not singing. Oh. Yeah, so... Like the last one day, episode, yeah, one day. Like the last episode we recorded, I was also doing menial tasks while I was listening to this, <laughs> to this, and this time I was cleaning my old apartment. Oh. Uh, so this was one of my favorite songs I was listening to when oh. I was cleaning my apartment. Is this a cleaning jam? It's a cleaning. No, that's oh. not the. It's not what I gave it, but it is a cleaning jam. Yeah. Mm, what would predominantly white weddings? And uh, TBS bumpers do without the song. That's my question for you. Good question. Uh, or um, Steve Martin movies of a particular decade. Mm, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, also, yeah. 
Never mind. That's a, that's a dead joke. I'll save it for later. <laughs> oh, and he's like, more. I just have so many jokes. I do. <laughs> I'm just so funny, I, you guys. Um, I felt like this this song is also for. I I kind of took your uh your one from um the Manhattans and said this is a song for an older person. Mm. And uh, I think this is a baby boomer bloomer dropper. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I think you might have broken my streak. <laughs> that was great. I, I said this was best because the emotions look like the world's coolest moms and they're singing. I, they tell me I got the best of love and I believe them. I just Are feel they so like, cozy. Is it like a mom love? They're like, yeah, best of like, love. I always send, I always put little notes in your lunchbox. Like if I, scra- if I scrape my knee, all three of them would like kiss my boo-boo. Oh god! Whoa! That's not what you can say as an adult man. Turns out. Oh, keep going. Keep the- going. Oh god! Kelly, uh, roll, Kelly, roll, roll. I. God. Did you just go rut row? Rut row? I didn't, but ugh, that's the sentiment. So that would have been terrible too. Uh, I. Oh no! I had a bunch of weird categories for this. Where this is, they're all the same category, but they all have di- a little bit of a different I title. A, I had a similar thing too. So this on, is yeah. this one is called. Didn't I hear this at a wedding once? <laughs> hey, wait, people, wedding. Yeah. Hey. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's exactly how the song goes. Next time we're going to do the best classical jams from Box Time so we can play it all in. <laughs> the best public domain songs. The public that domain, best domain songs that we can find. Yeah. A lot, uh, lot, lot of Edison cylinders. I generally, when searching for music for this podcast, I did find like gigabytes of Edison cylinder recordings that we use for free. So there's they're that. Give, they're just giving it away. Need, like, they are it, DTF. <laughs> just giving it away. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? I can't even. Willing to engage in casual sex without necessarily seeking that in particular. Huh. Is, I don't think that's I, even factually that accurate. Sounds, there's no room for consent in that statement. Also, is there? no. Those words don't make sense together. Yeah. yeah. Is this what you had for the emotions? No. No. Did this I did I hear this at a, at a wedding once? Yeah, okay. I think you won. Yeah. Thank you. Thank can, you. Can you say it one more time, just for comedy? Uh, you'll hear it again, oh, because I have yes. standards. But um, it's, a, it's a baby boomer bloomer dropper. Nice. Nice. Baby boomer bloomer dropper. Everybody say that two times fast. No. Nope. <laughs> 1978. Hello. Hey, Andy, give your back. And this time oh, you're delivering God. an incredibly mediocre song called Shadow Dancing. Shadow, Shadow Dancing. Which sounds like something like, sounds like a like air quote cute euphemism for uh, what weirds do what weird dudes do to nineteen year old girls who sneak into bars like just like creepy like Ugh, I'm shadow. To dancing. me, it sounded like something that, like a, a theater group would do to warm up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would be like a shadow oh, yeah, dance. Right. Yeah, yeah. To, like, it's an improv. Each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we really should have done some shadow dancing exercises before the episode of the day to loosen up. A bit. Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to learn the soliloquy. I didn't shadow dance at all. <laughs> do you think like legitimate like. Do you think that Ian McKellen shadow has dancing? to shadow dance before he goes on and is like, Wizard, you shall not pass? Like, is no, that a thing? No, I don't. I don't. You know why? Because he's an actor. You know why? Because he's not a child. I thought that I had opinions about Andy Gibb because we've already seen him once in this list. And then I watched this music video. Oof. I don't know if I watched this oh, one. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is, a, that is something. It is... A kaleidoscope has lots of kaleidoscope effects of sexy lady silhouettes and then no. intercut yeah. with Gib 
who has approximately... I like how you said Gib, like we're reporters. Gib. <laughs> Mr. Approximately Gib. five inches of modestly covered skin. <laughs> his shirt is to his navel. His pants leave nothing to the imagination. Both are white. Basically, the space right below his belly button is the only space that is modestly covered. It's sort of like falling asleep while watching the, the beginning of a Bond movie and then waking <laughs> up to something quite different. <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. Um, in honor of the fact that you can see uh, Gibbs' belly button um, in this, so you know that he was born of woman, um, not just <laughs> risen from the earth. He does um, seem like something that was like grown. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, a... he is feeling himself yeah. hard in this, so I called this um, a nasal gazer. Ooh, okay. I had a very boring one for this, which was best. <laughs> loved it. I loved it. It's my favorite song ever. I just called it uh, "Hippie Days and Disco Nights." Ooh, that's a good one. I'm sorry, guys. Probably gonna win this one again. Uh, I call this one "Weekend Dad, Weekday Night" because it's the kind of jam a divorced dad would be like. This is what I party to when his kids aren't around. How is weekday spelled? Like normal. Oh, W E A K. Yeah. Come on. No, no. E E K. That's how you spell it. Guys. What? What's happening? I don't know. Weekend to we, dad. Okay. Weekday um, night. Okay. We are making a pun. We are joking. I get with it, you. but you said, you said, I said, you asked how, and I said normal, and you said, oh, EA? And I was like, no, girl. No, it's no, not no, normal. no, no, no. It's not normal at all. That's not what happened. I was trying to you? lead you. You said normal, and we were like, no, it should oh, be spelled oh, with an A. I saw how you were leading me, and I stood fast. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you I didn't. believe I did. You were just oh you were standing was, and confused. There were just a few seconds where Andrew thought that I didn't know how to spell weak. No, no. <sighs> You're like, that must be so embarrassing for you in your professional life. People just think, this is like the time when I was new to AOL Instant Messenger. And I thought, wow, was just a misspelling of lame So I would make jokes that were very good to my friends. And they would be like, wow. And I'd be like, so's your face. <laughs> and I would really love to know what they thought of that. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Weekday my. night. Oh, sorry, I, my... I, I agree, but you have to spell it with an A. Uh, okay. Compromise accepted. <laughs> Fine. All right. Also going on in 1978, we had Three Times a Lady, The Commodores. <laughs> this is the song where it really becomes clear the top 100 used to be for an older guy or gal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, these are some facts, factoids about the song. Um, really just one. Lionel Richie <laughs> wrote the song for his mother and his wife. Um, <laughs> which is weird. Which is which is weird, but I would I actually think that it's it's uh it's sort of strange that it's three times a lady if it's about two ladies. <laughs> I guess it's not really the same if you say once, twice, you both are ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite as punchy. Uh, Andrew, what do you think of the Commodores? You even said it. I, Blessed I, word. I love the Commodores. I think this song is like agonizingly earnest. This is this is like the R and B equivalent of uh, "I Can't Live If Living Is Without You." It's like oof, you're like, ah, it's like too much. But it's fun to consider that there was a certain point in time when you could earnestly play this song and it was considered romantic and not just like for Zach joke. Braff. Um, <laughs> what categories do we have for Three Times a Lady? Or have we set our piece? I, I think my piece is a bit said. My piece, piece is a bit said. Yeah. 
This is another one where I said, I'd like to hear her side of the story. Mm. Yeah. Why? Uh, her, hers, plural. Hers, hers, plural. Hers, theirs is actually how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'd plural like to hear the her, her story. The her story her, about the dead ladies. Her, her stories. <laughs> um, of course, I also identified this as a uh, baby bloomer, bloomer dropper. That's a good one. I have a totally new category for it. Uh, Ernest goes to pickup academy. Because <laughs> it just, it's so earnest. <laughs> And creepy, it's the kind of thing like a weird dude who can't talk to women would think so was romantic. So proud of yourself for it. Yeah. <laughs> and you with good reason. I think that's the best one. Yes. I actually think Mary's is the best Uh-oh. one, but I'm willing to concede Uh-oh. the point. I guess, does that mean I get to break the tie? Yes. Uh oh. You have to be like every every presidential candidate, like proudly getting filmed walking into a booth to vote for yourself. <laughs> what if, Actually, what if I... Andrew votes for me? And then what oh, do we do? God. We don't have a tiebreaker. We over. kill ourselves. <laughs> I'm actually going to give this one to Mary because that uh, my I think mine is more appropriate later on for other songs, but I like That's the fine. all right, I, all right. I you don't want to you don't want to burn your category. You're just going to like give it. All right. No, no. I I, I also That's actually, it's totally fine. Thank you. I I will win. Thank you. 1979, Bad Girls, Donna Summer. Mm. 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 It's very mm. good. Bad Girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I like yeah, like boo. <laughs> I, Kelly, I Kelly, find Kelly. songs about sex workers offensive, says Kelly. <laughs> Kelly only likes good girls. <laughs> oh, no. Snap. Weird. So weird. <laughs> now it's on the record, though. So. I, wish I, could, I wish that the face that Kelly's making could be verbalized, but it, it just can't. There isn't a pinched noise in the world <laughs> shrill enough for it. Mm. But, speaking of shrill... Can we all agree that there's not enough police whistles in modern pop music? <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. No, because when you're driving your car, it's terrible. I, a police whistle? No, a police whistle is fine. Sirens are terrible. It's like some guy. Uh, how many police officers do you know still have whistles? My- That's what I'm saying. You're the one who's like, no, you would get so confused. No, but I'm saying police officers don't have whistles. Period. My like, dad did when I was a, a kid. This is a police whistle sound. They were super I looked loud. it up. Yeah. I'm aware that it is a police whistle sound, but police no longer have whistles. So is it? Okay. So what? Okay. So, so now it's just gunshots. What, <laughs> <laughs> what you're positing is that you are in a car and this comes on or a other pop music that has police. Nope. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to pound this in the ground. Other pop music that has a police whistle sound, maybe not by police, comes on and what happens? No. My point was <laughs> no that police officers do not carry whistles. Therefore, nobody knows what a police whistle sounds like unless I suppose they hear it in a I'm song. I'm sorry. Well, they can be like, "Oh, I really like the I really like the work that they did with this Oriental Trading Company whistle in this song." <laughs> I would like to suggest that this song is like uh, "Raining Men," but with a little bit more kick ass. Hmm. It has a similar like exciting lady positive message except it's about sex workers and it's a little bit like you know grittier this song was written as a direct commentary from summers to um police officers in la she sent her black secretary down uh, sunset boulevard to run an errand in broad daylight and the cops uh said that this woman was uh, a prostitute and attempted to arrest her and summers was mad about that so she wrote this really cool song empowering people who are sex workers. I don't quite understand her logic there, but I do like the story. <laughs> but I do like the song. Also, also, additionally, when she wrote this, um, her producers were like, you should not record and play this. You should give this song to Cher. 
to perform. It's too rock for you. And Summers was like, no, it's my song. If I cannot sing and record it, then no one gets to. And so it was shelved for two or three years. And a sound engineer was digging around looking for empty tape space, found the song, was like, this is amazing. And then they released it. Huh. I gave best. I think this is a hot summer jam. It's it. You can feel the heat rolling off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. I almost did that. I really did. It was my, uh, my first impulse. But then I thought of a category that I think better describes the nuances of the song. And that is woman on top of the charts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pretty obvious, eh? I uh, skipped giving this one a category because I wanted to make it best, but I thought I used best too many times because mm. I like a lot of these songs. So It's hard, yeah. yeah. I only had one worst, though, I think. I have two worst, yeah. at least. No, only. Standardly. Only. Mm, well. uh, all right. Uh, we get Kelly, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, it's best. It's best. Yeah, fair. It's best. In I do my, like in my that heart category. Of hearts, I... In my heart, I know it's best. Yeah, I like your fair. category, yes. It'll come back, don't worry. But I I also like that it's the best. Mm. All right. This was a good year um, yeah. because addition, also going on in 1979 was Ring My Bell, Anita Ward. Mm. This is the sound. I'm going to keep making that noise. <clears throat> this <laughs> is the sound that Disco Angels get it on to. <laughs> Andy, what did you think of the song? Uh, I love it. It's yeah, a fantastic it's song. Um, I actually went with uh, Love and 401Ks. Mm-hmm. Again, because mm-hmm. because purely because of the line about doing the dishes. Because that, to me, spoke of a couple who are like, really just settle in, love each other, been together a long time. This isn't young love. This is deep, established This is love that can love. wait for the dishes to be put exactly. away. Exactly. Exactly. That's responsible. That's adulthood. <laughs> Love and 401ks. I like that. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Killer. Even though it well, is also the best. It's also the best. I mean, it's... <laughs> I I almost find it a little bit too uncomfortable to be the best. It's a little bit... I had this as intimately invasive because I feel a little bit voyeuristic when I hear this song in a way that is, makes me uncomfortable. Interesting. All right. I, there's just something about it. And also, it might be the fact that I know that apart from this album, and apart, and which the song was the breakout single of for Shirzy's, um, Anita Ward only sang church music hmm. and oh. this. So it's a little... It's a little weird. It's a little... Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, like, there's nothing... Of course... Maybe, of she's, course. Talk, maybe she's talking about Jesus ringing her bell. After she puts it I think that's why it makes, I think that's why it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like your category. I think we should do that. Thank and you. I think we should move on because I have so oh, much God, to say yes. about the next one. Oh, yeah. Finally here. <laughs> Guys, 1980. It's still rock and roll to me. Billy... Effing Joel. Joel. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I have so much to say. I think you need to go first. My then. notes, yeah. but I feel like if I get started, I will never stop. I can I can try to feel this. I, I, I choked a bit, not going to lie to you, because I had so many thoughts at the same time. Because here's the thing about this podcast. Um, it's forced me to really critically evaluate things that I'm... I would take for granted more often or more deeply than I would have. Most I, you know, people should take Billy Joel for granted. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I, I would say that I'm a, I'm a very casual Billy Joel fan. I don't own any of his records, but I, I enjoy them when they come on the radio, his songs. But it's still rock and roll to you. It's still, it's still rock and roll to me. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, but wow. The biggest shock for me is that I am currently 
older than Billy Joel was when he wrote and sang this song. You're, oh. blowing, my, you're blowing my second paragraph, Sorry. dude. Uh, well, you told me to go first. <laughs> I have, I have multi- most of my notes are usually like one or two lines. You could talk about it you know, now. You know, I'm choking. Go. Go okay. for it. All right. It is important for everybody to know and for it to be a matter of public record that I have because a it's on Wikipedia. huge ball oh. of ironic glee wrapped around a diamond hard center of tr- genuine love for Billy Joel. I am a wonder ball of joy of love. A, a, kinder, for, a kinder surprise. Perhaps. A kinder surprise. Sure. Just I, as yeah. dangerous. Just as, I mean, same product, one spherical, one shaped like an egg. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, but I, I, I do really enjoy Billy Joel. And it, when I listened to the song, I was reminded that this in fact was my gateway drug. But I never really critically thought about what this song really was about <laughs> until we did this. Um, so it forced me to do a rather deep dive um, into the song's particulars, the cultural implications, and my own heart. Oh, that's interesting because I saw uh, Billy Joel still rock and roll to me, and I just wrote best and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have this as the best. Hmm. It's important. Okay, it's also important, <laughs> as important as it is to understand how I feel about Billy Joel. It's important to know, uh, Kelly. How old do you think Billy Joel was when he wrote this? Uh, well, now I know he's younger than Andrew, so he's younger than 32. Mm-hmm. He's 31 mm, at this time. Just barely. Um, but you me. wouldn't know it if you watch the music video. It is <laughs> it is similar to a lot of music videos of this time, but it's kind of on the borderline because it's, it's, it has a little bit of narrative. It's yeah. not just like, people. New Wave is a thing at this point. But right. Like, well, music videos, music videos are starting to be about stuff as opposed to just like, hey, the stars you love singing and dancing what? around a little bit. What year did, uh, did MTV start? 1981. Yeah, so right on the cusp. But it is Billy Joel and uh, presumably his whole band. It's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And Billy Joel is standing in the foreground singing, but um, there's a lot of physicality coming from him in this. And there's periods of time where he dances, and it looks like he's about to fall over, which does really sell the idea that he's a much older man. (laughs) So Billy Joel is 31. He is born in 1949, and he is singing about a young adult experience that he demonstrably did not have he was not a teenager in the 50s <laughs> so he saw true. a lot of movies <laughs> oh my god and it's it's something that I, this is something though that i have marinated on a long time with billy joel you have stuff like down easter alexa where he's like ah his fishing's not what it used to be and you're like what when did you fish billy joel like you're not <laughs> you're not a long term what are you talking about or uh scenes from the italian restaurant Bottle of red, bottle of white. Not a childhood I had. Like, mm-hmm. no way. Um, which really makes me wonder, who is Billy Joel for? Who is Billy Joel? To? I mean, he's yeah. for me. But who is he in general for culture? <laughs> I identified this song and others, but this one especially as a Benjamin Button. Oh. He's aging reverse. <laughs> he, is, he started an old man, and he's moving backwards rapidly. Yeah, I think he's kind of in that awkward point in life for like... I feel like no, actually, since the episode that this is about to be like a common thing, it's not. Billy Joel to me is looks like, uh, in the video at least, and probably in general, seems like a, a dad who has showed up to a kid's birthday party without his kids, just like, hey, I'm here to have a good time. I I almost agree. I do think he showed up with his kids, but I think he's insisted on participating in all of the games <laughs> without with his... a Mike's hard lemonade in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably Zima at that point uh, in, in 1981. Mm, probably like a. I don't even know what Zima. Bartleson James. There you go. Bingo. You're welcome. <laughs> Perfect. A BJ. He's like a BJ. He's like yeah. it's a thing called a screwdriver. <laughs> it's, the, it's the hot new thing. 
But I don't care about it because I'm a greaser. Beer. Um, but also, there's another part of me. He's also like, hey, kid, let's do let's let's do the three legged race together. And they're like, I'm not your child. And he's like, I don't care. And they're not throwing. They're not doing a three legged race right now. <laughs> I'm just tied to you for no reason, Billy Joel. <laughs> so, what's your category, Andrew? Oh, what was my category? Um, I said weekend dad, weekday night again, because you know, mm. I think it's appropriate. It is appropriate. As so previously stated, I saw Billy Joel. It's still rock and roll to me. Wrote down best and moved on. I didn't watch the video. I didn't do anything. Oh, you should watch the video. If you, you watch the video, yeah. you'd understand why it kind of can't. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, best. It, it's, it's it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever. It goes <laughs> so far against what you're what you think it is. Because oh god, just do it. Also, yeah. it's important to know. Um, so I I really unpacked the lyrics. Not only is he suggesting that. Uh, new music is garbage he is also has a flaming critique of rolling stone magazine he has this line like you can't get the sound from a story in a magazine aimed at your average teen he was saying that people really didn't enjoy music anymore the youth didn't really enjoy music anymore they just listened they just listened to what the media told them and he felt betrayed by the media which is crazy and then he goes on to suggest that things that are manufactured in that current time in 1980 are trash by suggesting that you get more mileage out of a cheap pair of sneakers than you would for a new pair of speakers because they're not made the way they used to be. Oh, man. So I guess when you just turn 31... You... That's why I think he's a Benjamin Button. It mm, is the yeah. sentiment and feeling of a much, much older man. <laughs> he has packed a lot of bitterness into his Joel hole. It's all gone out. <laughs> Which end is his Joel hole? <laughs> His mouth. Every. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, to be fair, Billy Joel has a Joel a, a Joel hole tube, I guess. <laughs> so I'm sticking by Benjamin Button. I think he's more than a dad. A dad is like passively enjoying youth culture and wishes he could be a part of it. Billy Joel seems embittered towards youth culture, which he's still a part of. Yeah. True. Actively as a 31 year old man. I'll give it to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Ooh, moving on to much better things. Even oh, better things. God. Yeah. 1980, Magic, Olivia Newton-John. Which I lovingly texted you both today. I had this song stuck in my head all day. And we both simultaneously responded, <laughs> responded you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Did you watch the video for this one? Sure. Oh, it's, of course I have. It's objectively one of the sexiest things that's ever been made. I would like to find out how to wear a fringe on what I think is a white like play suit. Short romper? Shorts romper slash play suit? Am I confusing watching the movie Xanadu with watching the music video? Probably. Yes. Probably. Xanadu it might be. not a very sexy movie. It's no. just her on a stage wearing a really confusing outfit and white cowboy boots stomping around. Yeah. It sounds familiar. Uh, maybe. Yeah. This, this is an excellent summer jam, I think, because it is an inspirational, like it's an aspirational inspiration. Aspirational southern summer and inspirational. jam. You would be so lucky to have a summer this good. That <laughs> yeah. is this song. Uh, it's also notable that remarkably, this is the only. Do you aspire song... to doing close-up magic? <laughs> <laughs> do I look? Do I look like Jess from the Gilmore Girls? <laughs> um, this is the only uh, number one hit in the t- in the Hot 100 with the word magic in the title, because Puff the Magic Dragon and Magic Stick both only only made it to number two. <laughs> I gave this uh, a two cool, numeral two, four, numeral four, school. Two cool, four, school. 
because summertime, so school's out. And also, it's a cool oh, aspirational jam. That's cool. I just said best because I loved it. Didn't I see this in a movie once? Didn't I hear this in a movie once, I suppose? Yeah. <laughs> well, in the case of Xander, you do literally see the music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally, the music is just like, it's just, just weeping out of the film stock onto the floor. <laughs> um, here's my only worry with your category. Does that mean that that automatically puts all of the other uh, film soundtrack songs into that category? Yes. Because <laughs> I feel like that undercuts some of them because a lot of them are like more than that. So much or, more. Or is the Ghostbusters? <laughs> yes, the Ghostbusters is definitely more than that. What did you say, Andrew? What was your I said best. I had it as best for a while too. Yeah. But then, I, then, yeah. I, then I had to allot my best to other things. It was stuck in my head all day. It's best. <laughs> I think it's best. Don't you think so? I just said that like twice. Yeah. Do you think so, Kelly? I do think so. Okay. It was are, are stuck just, in my head all day. Are we just pressuring you into saying this? We're just in a circle now, you guys. Two winks and we'll stop. All right. All right. N- best. best. 1981. Jesse's girl, Rick Springfield. I would just like to put into context for, for everybody, because uh, we've been quite rambly, that um, I felt like I had the bends. When you listen to this on the Spotify uh, playlist, in order... You will, there are three years separating the Commodores, Three Times a Lady, from this song. That is wild. That is a wild yeah. leap in stylistic Even this between like the previous progress. year. It's, I think, and generally I think it, uh, it's And even the next MTV. year too. Yeah. I think that Billy Joel kind of muddies the, like Billy Joel, if you're like, oh yeah, these songs are kind of like contemporaries. But yeah, like jumping from like Andy Gibb and like definitely disco hits to this is, is quite alarming more alarming is the fact that uh i'd always kind of imagined rick springfield to be the kind of man who lived his life in a muscle shirt but no he's just a weird skinny creepy dude in a suit yeah, he's, who, just uh, an, he's just an off-putting um, yeah. who, thinks, who thinks he's never. a real nice guy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah in the music video he's, he's he's like looking in the mirror and then you see jesse's girl who's kind of this blonde bombshell kind of character and she's like in the mirror behind him and he he's like whoa and has a panicked moment and then to react to it he's somehow holding his guitar (laughs) suddenly (laughs) and he gently pokes at the medicine cabinet mirror with it and the whole thing shatters (laughs) it's a great moment i would suggest watching the music video strictly for that scene here's what i learned for about jesse's girl which was that i am not happy that jesse girl does not have a name and then i uh read the story about uh rick springfield's interview with oprah Oh, it's our Oprah fact. Did not expect that to be the that case. That Jesse's girl. Oh, what was his name? I didn't write it down. Of course not. Uh, you can find it on the Wikipedia page. Um, but so Jesse, these are all real people. Oh, oh. so Je- Jesse, the man whose name must have been Jessica, because that's the only reason you would spell his name is I. not Jesse. He uh. Rick Springfield felt it would be too close for comfort, so he changed his name to Jesse. And, and he, misspelled it. And misspelled it. <laughs> and he truly does not remember Jesse's girl's name. Oh. Did he not remember it at the time? No. He knew it at the time. He mm. just doesn't remember it now. And so, because Oprah is Oprah. She found Jesse's girl. Oprah sent somebody out to Australia to go to this, because they all took this pottery class together. Sure, why not? 
And this is the least rock and roll story of all time. I was in this pottery class and I just noticed this beautiful woman whose name I can't remember. What happened was that they got so far as to find the pottery teacher in that class or who taught that class and they had died the year before and they had destroyed the records within the past year. So they could never find out who Jessie's girl really was. <laughs> she took that secret that to the so- grave. <laughs> I called this a creep show. I think it's a creepy song. Mm, yeah. I went with, uh, this is where I think it really fits more probably. Ernest <laughs> goes to pick up Academy. Okay. I want to a- know her side of the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that really, that's, that's a, yeah, that gets a lot of attraction. <laughs> An uncomfortable amount of attraction, actually. Jesus. Huh, I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's because of uh, um, patriarchy. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it goes. I yeah, mean, almost certainly, in fact. Yeah. It, Kelly, but, yeah, Kelly. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's my first one. Hey. Nice. All right. Also <laughs> going on in uh, 1981, uh, Betty Davis eyes. Completely different from Kim, Jessie's yeah. girl. Kim Carnes? Carnes. 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 <laughs> oh, Carnes. Uh, another woman who is never named. Wait, Betty did. T- oh, nope, nope, nope. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Just give me the most withering look. He's <laughs> like, Betty Davis has a name, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, that that was my first instinct too and I was like, nope, that's not right. You were smart enough to say it. (laughs) I have the reaction that everyone should have whenever Luke Skywalker speaks in the original Star Wars trilogy. Jesus, you're dumb! Uh, (laughs) Especially Obi-Wan. A certain point of view? Yeah, yeah, Luke. Jesus, you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> did you have this pre-planned? What do you? And it's a it's a bit that my family does. You have a monologue. Um, <laughs> I would like to now step towards the footlights and deliver my burning soliloquy about how what a stoop Luke Skywalker is. <laughs> Until one of you pulls me off stage with a big hook. Um, yeah. I think that the she in this song is perhaps one of the first uh, manic pixie dream girls. Hmm. That was a that was a joint, uh, gentle agreement. Yeah. Meaning, I think we all know what her name is. It's either Natalie or it's Zoe. <laughs> Those are the choices. Uh, you'll be happy to know also that Betty Davis, who was still alive when the song came out, uh, wrote a letter to Carnes um, and the other songwriters to say that she was a fan of the song and to mm-hmm. thank them for making her a part of modern history. Aww. That's Which, genuinely sweet, but also... so sweet. And also, can you imagine anything cooler? Oh God, yeah. Because, like, you know, Betty Davis is, like, a is a tough bitch. Like, there's no other term for it. To have her be, like, a, like a little old Betty <laughs> Davis writing you a letter being like, I thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Is so sweet. Also, um, she found out about it from her grandkids. Oh, that's cute. Who played it for her, which also must have been a little bit thrilling. Do you think the first thing she asked was, is there a song called Joan Crawford's Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I gave this the category of alarming sexual alien. <laughs> for Benny Davis' eyes. Oh, fair. Yours. Oh, I said Great American Song 2050 for this, because it's also one of those where you're like, oh, yeah, this is like a classic. I would agree with you, mm-hmm. but I... But, okay, so did you watch the music video for this, Kelly? I know that Andrew did. I don't think so. That's okay. I didn't think so. If you watch it, you would agree with my category even more because it is very 80s in a way that is off-putting. I think Mary has it. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Moving forward. 
1982, Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. Mm. Yeah. Didn't I hear this in a movie once? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, I really actually feel very sorry for this song. Yeah. Um, it's so overdone. It's been in like every kind of commercial that can be, including Frosted Flakes, which I feel like is like, that's really, it's too much. Um, but you know, I, or at least I feel, that when this song came out, it must have been very, very Ooh. cool. <clears throat> Can you imagine, like, can you imagine this song coming out and listening to it on the radio? For I, boom, boom, I boom. wish I could hear this song for the first time again because it must be, it would be so cool. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you'll happen to know the video, which is mostly just the bandmates stalking. There's no other word for uh, it. They're just kind of stalking around. Yeah, you know how uh, John Travolta struts in Saturday Night Fever? Imagine, yeah. like, less attractive, less physically capable men stomping in a similar fashion through it's late kind in New York of, City. But also they're very top heavy. It's sort of like imagine if John Travolta was Rockadoodle and he was doing <laughs> the same thing. There's a there's a kind of a chicken equality to it, which That's I really so enjoy. Which makes sense, which makes sense, guys, because the person who directed this video is is a person Foghorn like is, horn. <laughs> is a is a human named Bill Deer. <laughs> Not Bill Deer. But it is spelled also with an A. Oh. And Bill Deer this human was the person. Human. This human was the person this who mammal. would later direct this mammal. <laughs> it's even better when I tell you. Was later was be the person who directed Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> who is that mammal? Who is that mammal? So I called this uh, a fat Elvis. Oh. Because it's 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 kind of considered a joke in pop culture. Um, but you know it had like major chops and was a was a groundbreaking moment in time. You get that one. I, you my, do. Mine's yeah. my yeah. Mine's just soundtrack of our lives, which is not as strong, but mm. works later on. <laughs> yeah. Nineteen eighty-two. Still, it's still nineteen eighty-two. And number two is hurt so good. Just John Cougar. He hasn't added the melon camp yet. Johnny Coogs. Ah. Man, the song. Uh, really articulates what I imagine it's like to be from Indiana. We're like, yeah, I'm proud, but it does hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. I have a weird memory of this song, um, which is that when I was, my high school job was at a fabric store, and I was trying to learn how to knit because I had it access was to all this stuff. 2006. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I, I was, a, you know, I was an artistic person. So that's what you did. You are. Till this day, but I mean, especially then. And um, I remember sitting in my room in this chair that I got at a vintage store that frankly stunk. <laughs> I mean, there's no other word for it. Um, my parents, I recently, within the last 10 years, I found out that my mom had to throw it away because it was infested with spiders. It's a nightmare chair. Um, it's terrible. Uh, I remember sitting in this chair trying to knit and listening to this song. Which is just a, a weird combination of things. That is interesting. So this is, of course, the same year we just talked about Eye of the Tiger. And I feel like this is the um, on the masculine of the spectrum compared to 1979, where we had uh, Bad Girls and Ring My Bell, mm. which was a very like pro-exciting woman. This is like aggressively penile this year. <laughs> um, so I will ask again. How old do you think John Cougar Mellencamp? John Cougar. Not yet Mellencamp. Um, well, I guess probably. He wasn't ha- married yet. <laughs> I 
Um, how old do you think this this fellow who's singing about the good old days? So, Mary, I'm going to take a guess. 31? He's 31. What is going on? What is in the water? This is like, this is like, the, they're acting like it's the Middle Ages where this is like, they're like nearing death. They're 10 years from death. What is going To be fair, um, to, but being 31, it's hard. It's really hard. When you're no longer the captain of the football team, and you're, you know, above the age of 22, you just got all this history behind you, and everything else is shitty after that, right? It's, it's true. It's yeah. what you feel like when you're, like, 19, and you're like, I've seen it all. Yeah. There is, I know everything there is to know about the world, and then you hit 25, and you sob all the time, because you don't know what the fuck is going on with your life. <laughs> That's true. I do kind of feel like uh, Johnny Coog might have been the captain of the football team, but it's kind of a he wishes he tells people he was the person who was hanging out under the bleachers, like, smoking during football games. He was Taylor Swift. But actually, he was the person who was like, I'm basically the therapist to all my friends. <laughs> and just, like, listens to them tell tell him about their problems. And he's like, yeah, I'm just really wise at this point in my life. But he would never admit it. Um, yeah. What categories do we have for this? This, this song, which I do kind of like, even though it's obnoxious. Uh, yeah, that's why my category came in, which is fine. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I went with uh, Ernest Goes to Pick Up Academy. Mm. Again. I called this intimately invasive. Oof. I feel like I know too much about Johnny Coog's pants situation <laughs> from this song. I'm going to have to give it to Mary. What was yours? Oh, uh, Ernest. Ernest goes to pick up Academy. Also, he talks about like love, loves that hurts to the bone, which was upsetting. Do you think that's a euphemism for something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet. I bet John Cougar no, does think there's no a bone the in his penis. Uh, I would believe that about him. Like if that was a fact. Yeah, he's a cougar. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, like a cougar's penis he's, bone. Yeah, he's like the bone penis cougar. Well, we had one put in. Yeah, it's his melon camp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, swiftly on 1983 Every Hello. Breath You Take The Police oh, God, the, the, the baby it's cold outside of the 1980s yeah. <laughs> so creepy. If you Go talk to your parents right now See if this was their wedding song and It then... was not I promise you No people it's... No no no, no, no but yeah. I know for my parents specifically. Oh, yeah. Obviously yeah. I suspect we all have the same opinion about the song mm. Which is sort of like creep mm-hmm. I, I put this as a creep show but um i did not really realize how much i disliked this song until i started reading about what the band thinks of this song <laughs> which is that um andy summers of the police believes that this song is utter garbage if not for his guitar playing he has like stated <laughs> this many times and sting thinks that musically like lyric like um melodically mm-hmm. it broke zero new ground so like guitar playing is garbage except that his lyrics are very wise and very profound and trick people into thinking it's romantic but it's not at all mm-hmm. so he thinks he's the amazing part and then Stuart copeland uh wrote the soundtrack for good burger <laughs> <laughs> so i basically decided that i just can't take the police seriously uh i just can't and i just don't good yeah I had this as, I want to know her side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think you could read about it in a police report. <laughs> yeah, there's actually one worse, but I think I'm going to give this one to Kelly. Kelly, that was a good it's one. Kelly. Yeah. For sure, Z's. 
I I wanted to make it worse, but I actually find the tune kind of catchy. See, that's why. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. That's why uh, that Puff Daddy song that we reviewed last. Yeah. So it was like much better than this. It's also weird. That's did true. you did you it's see like connections video. between the two? I mean, like this obviously, yeah. but there's other stuff um, which I think I have noted later on, so we'll come to it. But there's a weird amount of overlap between like what things kind of come back, come back around. Oh yeah. 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 It's strange. Um. Flashdance, what oh, a feeling. Hell yeah. Irene Cara? <laughs> Who knew that there was an artist to this song? <laughs> I thought that it just was birthed out of Flashdance. Yeah. I thought it was like an elemental. It's like air, yeah. wind, fire. It's just always oh, been what in a there. feeling. Yeah. It's been with us since time time existed. Though to be fair, it is the I would say, and this is not a joke, but just a general observation, that this is only the second best song off the movie Flashdance, next to Laura Branigan's Gloria. That's a That is a very good song, although it did not make but does yeah. that make you want to put on leg warmers? No, it makes me want to just like feel emotions. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. what's weird about this song to me is that it is somehow, despite being played a lot, not tainted like Eye of the Tiger. It's not it's true. It's true. Novel, not a novelty act at this point, which is strange. What's fun though, not fun. But what's interesting to me is so the song is you know it's it's not. I would say it's it's managed to avoid that as well. But when you watch it in conjunction with the dance she does to it, like in the music video or in the mm-hmm. movie. It is one of the most weirdly inspiring. Or when you things. watch Robert Webb do it. Oh God! Yeah, I love well, that too. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great thing. So. Really, anybody doing that dance competently. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, it's extra inspirational. Like, really, just you're like, yeah, I can do anything. Yeah, I can pour water over myself. I can go to a can... fancy restaurant in a tux vest, which does not have a back. Uh, also, that's, that, that's not the issue with the tux vest the issue with the tux vest is she's also what Perry used to be wearing a tux bib but then she takes it's That's actually a, not a tux it's vest a it's a jacket yeah and then she takes it off and you realize that she only has sleeve cuffs and the bib on mm-hmm. which is pretty wild yeah and she's eating lobster with her hands in a sensual manner mm. oh what a feeling <laughs> um i had this as a too cool for school if you had a summer that oh, was yeah. that was this song that would be the best summer of your life you'd be so lucky I said soundtrack of our lives, similar mindset, but also I think again the fact that the movie this is so tied to the movie, but also exists on its own in, in an interesting way. I wonder but, what Kelly put this as. Didn't I see this in a movie once? <laughs> <laughs> no way! No way! Listen, I got a little lazy. Let me alone. That's okay. This was a long list. Oh. Right, Mary. Many items. Point you, I think. Mary, point. Yeah. Sweet. Oh man, Oof, get ready for this. Nineteen. 19- Four. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> time. Everyone pull out. Everyone pull out their steam-powered stuff. 1984. <laughs> when doves cry, Prince. It's mm. Bugle Boy. <laughs> it's the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B. <laughs> I have zero notes for this. <laughs> I don't you need notes for this. Yeah. This is a great song. It is. I mean, it's it's uh, one of my personal favorites. Yep. We have recently drunkenly danced to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. have made up dance moves to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but they don't involve uh, fake bird wing motions. If yes, I they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, they hundred percent do. They mostly yeah. do. No, it's. Oh, you... I meant like shadow puppet birds. Oh no! no. Oh, this isn't shadow dancing. <laughs> I'm not warming up to perform a, a song from Godspell. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I of course have this as an alarming sex, sexual alien. <laughs> if there's not a better description for <laughs> than that, I really don't oh, yeah. know. Yeah. Did you watch the music video for this? 
No, she I, hasn't memorized. Yeah, no, I've seen it before, though. Yeah. It's real weird. Yeah. So yeah. the music video for this song is Prince uh, hanging out in a bathtub, which you can just, like, tell does not have water in it. But <laughs> but fully nude, right? Yeah. But that's also how he bathes. Because <laughs> so. he's an alarming sexual alien. <laughs> and then he, like, crawls across the floor of this, like, kind of weird, distorted room, and then there are doves, and then it cuts to almost exclusively... Um, clips from the movie mm. Purple Rain and then he like opens a door like, there, like there's a scene in the movie where he opens a stage door walks through it and then suddenly it's back to new footage where he's wearing a like gold matador outfit kind of <laughs> and his whole band is there and then they just dance and there's like a weird split screen thing where it makes it look like he has three legs yeah, ah. yeah I, rem- I would recommend it yeah also, just go watch Purple Rain. It's, it's got some. It's problematic. Problematic, yeah. but you know. But it's fine. I um I I would say argue for a soundtrack of our lives, but I think also best. I think it's just the best. Okay. I but can, I think I'm that actually pushes me over my best quota. Because okay. it wasn't originally sometimes, best. But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes rules must. don't matter. Hey guys, let's take a break. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> I'm Mary Johnston. And I'm Kate Whitney. And we're the hosts of Space Bras, a brand new podcast coming to the Outrageous Mechanisms Network. We're a couple of best friends who are digging into sci-fi media and pulling out hot feminist takes. Starting on June 1st, join us every other Friday as we discuss a genre we love and unpack social justice issues that matter now. Find us on OutrageousMechanisms.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are sold. All right, we're back. Uh, Kelly, what did you do during our break? I got a new job. <laughs> well, that's pretty exciting. Andrew, what did you do during our break? Uh, you planned a wedding. That was pretty fun. Mary, what did you do on your break? I planned a wedding and got a new job. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, Full disclosure, we that break took two months of time <laughs> it was a long break it was quite a long break but now we're back and we're ready to rock yeah i mean honestly it's gonna be really exciting because i think our, our notes and categories it might be even a bit of a surprise to us at this point because i uh, i haven't looked at them in two months yeah so, that, my uh, viewing of the videos is not fresh but yeah, it is what it is guys yeah. it's, it's gonna be a process of self-discovery for each of us i think we're gonna learn a lot about our changing bodies what do we think, <laughs> what do we think was funny two months ago uh, when we stopped recording halfway through the episode. I, what did I, we uh, find deeply yeah. true? I oh, yeah. did yeah. take a peek see at my categories. And I, I, I giggled at one of them. Well, that's good. Because I mean, it was more giggling at the audacity of myself, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will get it. This is I, great. I appreciate the audacity of giggling at the audacity of yourself. Yes. I mean, that's just... Well, I'm reminded of why we decided to take a break here, and that's because we were feeling slightly worn out, and we knew that this next one absolutely deserved our full strength. What is this next one, Mary? The next one is, so we are still in 1984. This is coming in at number two after When Doves Cry, and it is Mm. Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Ooh. Uh, I think this might be the pinnacle of Summer Jam achievement. Oh, really? I do. It's for a blockbuster movie. Okay. But the song is also great and enjoyable in and of itself. It walks the line between novelty and artistic merit. Um, and I love that they didn't 
the mismatched season of it all. Mm-hmm. It's not a total bone throw to summer. You know, obviously any summer, a song about summer love or summer breakup can shoot to the top of the charts. When, easy. easy. When the Fahrenheit is high. But this <laughs> is a... This Celsius is, for our... <laughs> for a mini European <laughs> I'm so sorry, Canadians. African I'm and, so sorry, the rest uh, of the world. <laughs> we are Americans. Yep. Yes. Um, when the when the weather Sorry. is hot, when the weather is hot, if you want to sing about summertime, that seems very easy. Way harder to uh, make a make a Halloweeny song land, and yet he did. The ghosts of summer. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a it's a novel topic. You know what what um, what really what, what sticks out to me about the song is that it's often cited as like a, the, the most famous one hit wonder of the eighties, one of the most famous one hit wonders of the eighties. But actually, Ray Parker Jr. had a lot of hits, and that's not a joke. That's actually just a true statement. If you you can hear, still hear some of these songs on the radio, um, performed by Ray Parker Jr. and his band Radio, spelled R A Y D I O, and a fairly self aggrandizing, uh, self referential. I was going to say self righteous, but uh, I'm tripping over all my words today. So who knows? And the, mo- the two months did not do us good. No. Oh God, no more I, breaks. <laughs> I was in the car recently, as yeah. I do, as I am every once in a while, and I was listening to the radio. That's, that's when it plays. <laughs> Were you listening to radio on the radio? Sure. And <laughs> um, you know, it came on. I have no idea. Literally, I always feel like somebody's watching me, and mm-hmm. I thought I was getting some good Ghostbusters, but no. Oh, what I a wasn't. tease! It was a I can, tease. I can see why you make that overlap. It's two, you know, mid '80s spooky songs. Yeah. It's also they quite literally stole it, and there was an entire plagiarism case about it. I think. Yeah, the beginning is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I understand. Well, there you go. There, you ha- there are songs like that. I I don't know if I've ever thought of Ghostbusters. Um, and is the title of the song "I Always Feel Like Somebody's Watching Me"? That's a mouthful. <laughs> um, but I've never made the connection between. It those... might be just be somebody watching me. Or I always feel watching. Like. <laughs> they went super minimal. <laughs> it's actually just an image of two eyes. And that's the name of the song. It's just a picture. It's very pretty. Yeah. It's also very like when you're a child and you assume that the name of the movie is also the first name of the person who's starring in the movie. Yeah. Like I remember having a very long conversation with a friend of mine where she was absolutely convinced that Cher Horowitz was named Clueless. Clueless, I, starring I, in Clueless. I, I, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> What the good hell it's are like you talking Hanks, about? Tom Hanks' name is big. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's, know. That's you not know. Fair. You know how Fievel's name is Go West? <laughs> I, I say that, and as a child, I did want to name a dog the Little Mermaid. Not Ariel. The, the Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's that amazing. dog would need so much therapy. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Oh um, I also noticed that in my notes where I'm talking about not a total bone throw to summer, I say, nor an overreaction into winter. What, what does that mean? <laughs> wow. I was just the word nor in your, nor. Nor. I did. In your notes. I did. I did. Yeah. I don't really, I'm not really sure what that, maybe like an overreach into winter. Who knows? But I also like the idea of people being like, it's dark, it's dreary outside. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cr- groove down to some Ghostbusters. <laughs> the snow is falling. It's Christmas time. Ghostbusters. Oh, I'm gonna overreach right over, right on over. And oh, well, play some Ghostbusters. Take, take your hand back, ma'am. It's it's uh, summer. You're overreaching. <laughs> Stepping out of your box. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, I had this as the best. 
I uh, have to look up my category because I'm I'm a mess. I I had mine, obviously, as... Didn't I hear this in a movie once? Mm. Fair, 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 fair. Oh, my God. But I feel like Ghostbusters... I'm pretty sure Andrew had it as best. I, well, I that doesn't do. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So Andrew, what was your it. what was your category for you Ghostbusters? Know, I'm looking back at this. I'm feeling like I might have been tired when I picked it out because I just went with the uh, uh, what was it? Oh my god! Ugh. I went with uh, soundtrack of our lives, which seems like kind of a weak category. I'm like, I don't understand what that means I, at all. I, I'm sure if I'd was actually listened like, to the first part of the recorded, it would make more sense. But there are people I, who uh, are laughing right now. Like, Andrew, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember. I remember from two minutes ago when I was listening. I like that you hope that people are What's, actually no, no, like guys. laughing along with this podcast. <laughs> I hope. I hope. What's funny is I wish. looking at my notes, uh, When Doves Cry, the previous entry, was also a soundtrack of our lives. So if I listened to it, this must have been oh, has. this must have been things that were important to you when you were a child. Maybe. Yeah. I'm that, pretty sure it was some sort of pun. Eh, I mean, they probably. usually are for me, but I don't think this is a good I've, one. Well, enough is enough. Yeah. Um, so, Soundtrack Realized, I don't even know what that means, so I feel like we shouldn't Boo. even talk about it. Get Boo. out of here. Get out of here. I would agree, obviously, your category, Kelly, makes sense, <laughs> but I would say that it like reaches beyond that. It overreaches into winter, potentially, and becomes just a song that is culturally important outside of the movie. Which is pretty surprising because it is, in fact, called Ghostbusters. There's not a lot of, like, broad themes in this song. It's really just about the movie Ghostbusters. It is, but yet it is on every Halloween track. Also themed. It is thematically appropriate that we name it best because a librarian does star rather predominantly in Ghostbusters. Mm, It's true. And a library stars. Two librarians. I mean, really, don't you think the library is the the sixth buster? (laughs) No, but I mean, I like who sure. you're going with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Sex and the City, you know. Yeah. Manhattan is the, <laughs> the, the fifth the, girl. The fifth girl, yeah. The library is the fifth The, the New York the Public Library. Buster. The ghost inside the New York Public Library. Is Isn't the, the library, in fact, buster? the ghost inside of all of us? <laughs> Our inner ghost. Sometimes I feel like it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we happy with best? Uh, yeah, sure. sure. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't have a leg to stand on, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Now we are moving forward. 1985. Hey. Shout. Tears for fears. I feel... Let it all out. Let it all out. Girl, <laughs> they guys, they went minimal. It's just shout. <laughs> I feel... That was written into my notes to do. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> you have, stage, you have stage direction. You're like, wait a beat. <laughs> like... listen, listen, future Kelly, future Kelly, make sure to say this when you're <laughs> Great. Don't mess it up. Signed past Don't Kelly. blow it, yeah. Kelly. Um, I feel bad for people for whom which this was their summer jam. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a toughie. Yeah, I uh, Oof. I don't have a lot of notes, but I have my category, if I may jump ahead, was just bummer jams. That's, <laughs> that's pretty. Kind of, uh, well, and it makes me really sad because I actually adore Tears for Fears. Yeah. <laughs> this song is just not good. Uh, I don't, or I don't care for it. And. The only thing I can assume is that this is a song about primal therapy. <laughs> it's just like, just keep on shouting. Crap. Just so, shout it out. Song in the least, like, shouty way possible. Too. Yeah, well, just kind of like with, like, closed eyes yelling. Do as shout. I say, not as I do. Like, just like with your mouth, like, if you just dropped your whole jaw down, <laughs> shout. Um, Come on. <laughs> guys, <laughs> also, what we're not acknowledging is that he probably is letting out. He just doesn't have a lot of uh, energy or rage. Maybe he doesn't have a yeah. lot of it. Whatever it is. Yes. is. Um, so I went with a therapy uh, 
category Mm -hmm. because I thought this reminded me of primal therapy. And I had, our hour is up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. If you were giving therapy to Tears for Fears, you would want to say that often, I think. You would not want to hear them <laughs> shout at saying, like, oh, hours up. Yep. Yeah. Kelly, what was your category? I gave it a pass. Oh, That's sorry, not what? my category. But I gave it a pass. I just gave this one a pass. You were like, you know what? No. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> fit into anything, so. All right. Hmm. Um, I'm happy with Bummer Jams or mine. I- I'm happy with either. I think I prefer mine. But <laughs> what if we just all give it? Universal pass. No, yeah, we shan't. We should be. We should have. We should have structure and order. Kelly, I think you're the tiebreaker. Yeah, you got a tiebreaker. I, I think the therapy one only because I know some bummer jams are coming up. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah, thank you for your pity vote. You're welcome. <laughs> I thought the primal therapy thing was good. All right, <clears throat> I'm, I didn't say it wasn't good. You're just saying it wasn't. Yeah, she she wanted. She's like, I give it won. a pass. I gave it a pass. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to win harder, Mary? Is that? Oh, I it? want. I want a trophy. Um, yeah. Actually, I would love a trophy for that. Uh, <laughs> best effort. Insert a million millennial jokes. Yeah. Right there. All right. So we're still in '85, right. and every time you go away, by Paul God. Young, God. Blech. I have quite a bit to say about this, but I would like other people to potentially go first. I mean, question number one. Every time you go away, why would you come back to Paul Young? Hmm. Like, this is a one-time going away thing, I think. This guy's like, oh, God, <laughs> terrible. Um, also, I, the first thing I wrote down in my notes when I when I wrote my notes uh, was, I wonder if this is the moment that Hall Notes decided to take a 20-year break from music when they heard someone interpret one of their songs this badly. Yeah. Like, ooh. It's so bad that you had to point out to me Twice that it was a Hollow Notes song. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... I like if the first. I could not. I you told me once, and I could not. I resisted believing it. <laughs> I did not want wish to believe it. Yeah, I kind of feel like the you in this song might refer to the iron in Paul Young's blood because it sounds like an anthem to anemia. It's so like <laughs> it's so <laughs> somewhere Paul Young is like my feelings got hurt and I don't know why. <laughs> Did I just stumble into a burn unit? Oh. Um, well, keep, get ready, Paul, because you're going to be spending a bit of time in that burn unit. All right. Take it away. I think it's important to know that. Did you guys watch the music video? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Okay. It do you remember? Ago, so. Do you remember that Paul is clad? I think it's important for our listeners to hear that Paul is clad in a pair of track pants, like with like the stripes up the side, and a Mod Squad blazer, <laughs> like it's kind of like naval inspired. Together, though that is his outfit, and that the beginning he slides down a fireman's pole into a crowded arena of screaming fans, and to- is just like tossing his sweat towels at ladies the whole time. Ugh. Anyway. Mary, I'd like you to just narrate music videos for me for the rest of time. (laughs) With you paint such a vivid picture. With pleasure. But watching this music video gave me a very, very particular feeling, which I'm sure Germans have a name for, because they do. That's about sort of thing. But it's like when you go to a kid's birthday party for and the kid is not someone that you're particularly fond of. It's not a relative or a close friend's child or any child that you've made a connection to. It's like a coworker's kid, right? And you're there, and the kid is just going bananas because they have this like sense of power and they've had a lot of sugar, 
and you're just kind of there and there's nothing for you to do there. So you're eating sheet cake and you're avoiding the magician or the clown or whatever. You're describing problem child right now, but okay. (laughs) And the feeling is where you sort of feel like you're being indulgent, but you are forced into it. So you're like, you're kind of like bitterly indulgent towards the situation. And you have a profound sense of secondhand embarrassment all at once. It's like, that is how I feel watching Paul Young act like any woman would have sex with him. (laughs) So I categorize this as a nasal gazer. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, um, I call this powder blues, which was my, my, my white dude singing blues joke from last time. But I think it actually might be better off as a dour ballad. (laughs) Dour ballads. Dour ballads. Yeah. Kelly comments Um, category. Mine was just a sad category because I apparently was tired. Big hair and blue eyeshadow. (laughs) (laughs) I only don't like it for this because I think that that person would be much cooler than Paul. You you just described Delta Burke, actually. (laughs) Oh my god! What if he was singing this to Delta Burke? And she's like, "I never was with you. Don't even put that on me." (laughs) I'm going nasal gazer. That's that was great. Super a winner. (laughs) It's also a second around mary is doing a celebration dance oh oh you guys don't even you guys don't even know all right uh 1986 papa don't preach madonna yes Yes! (laughs) i loved this one it was amazing it was so good kelly thoughts uh, Pop it up, reach. I love this song. I love this song. It's just such a great song, and such the video is also like surprising great. I never yeah. saw it before. It's it really, excellent. Like, I was a little bit touched by the video. It was very yeah. sweet and earnest in a way that was pleasant. Are we ready for categories? I just had like I just wrote down like strong, real, unusual, youthful. Did you guys both have it as best? I did. Mm-hmm. I did not have it as best Ooh. because sometimes I think a category deserves a special commendation for what it does. It's socially Mary's Commendation Award. Socially for the world and deserves a category that is more specific than best. And this one gets the category of Sonic Ovarian Riffs. Alright. Which is, yes, an ovarian cyst joke. (laughs) I mean, I got it right. Yeah. I I didn't. I didn't. I apologize. Sonic Ovarian Riffs. Okay, okay. Papa don't preach, Papa Prego. Okay. Ego here's Prego. I respect your specificity. Prego, and she's Italian. Prego, hey, hey Opa, that's Greek. Forget <laughs> <laughs> no. So I I would bow to your best because I do think it's an amazing song, but I also like Sonic Ovarian Riffs, obviously. Yeah. This is what I I will say. <coughs> I got at least three more busts coming up because I we said only two busts. Yeah, well, you know, she broke the rules. I'm not Girl. a rule follower. Uh. Yeah, so you get Andrew. What are your thoughts? What should it be? Oh, is it best? Yes, we've covered that. But what... do you want to be it to be ovarian cyst instead? Um, <laughs> ovarian no, cyst. no, I don't want that to be ovarian. Oh my god! <laughs> Sonic ovarian rest. Yes, yeah, sure. If you, yeah, I um, sure. No. I don't care. Is what I'm. Telling. I, I kind of feel steadfast that it preserves the, the quality of the best. Like this is best. This is a all right. Best. Fine, yeah. fine, fine. But with one dissenting opinion. <laughs> no, I agreed with you. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> my gosh, I'm sorry. All right, also going on. So from, like, the best to the bummerest, uh, we go to Glory of Love, Peter Cetera. I don't even know what to say. Problematic is what I would say. I thought Paul Young 
really brought it down, but Peter Cetera, you just ugh. Um, yeah, I I think it's problematic. Obviously, although I do forgive everything the second I see Peter dance <laughs> in the music so... video. To see hit that old old white man with his Rod Stewart hair just. <laughs> boogieing <laughs> just it puts it makes me smile i like it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i like it i like it i like it i want to see more <laughs> peter 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 Petey. what uh what do you guys got for categories uh what was my category for this my category was dower ballad yeah it's just, okay <clears throat> okay yeah <clears throat> kelly what was your category <laughs> i'm not proud of myself i just put it as worst <laughs> Kelly, oh, Kelly, 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 as worse. usual, I'm also not proud of you at all. Ah! <laughs> I was going to say okay. that I'm, I'm very rarely proud of now, myself. Aww. Now this ushers in a group of songs that I found very, very difficult. Problematic, oh. but not like to categorize. Oh, I, I would concur. Which yeah. are all ones which kind of deal with like mythology and princesses and kings and knights and we're all that we're pretty deep into the 80s <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 we're like we're like right on the edge of the 90s like everything becomes like very bell sleeved very very quickly <laughs> so i had to have a cat so i just decided i was going to come up with a category that would cover all of these and and save myself a headache and what i came up with was ac fan dc fantasy ac fan dc i Looking at my categories, I'm like, oh, I got pretty lazy at the end of this. Oh. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, I'll just rely on my fresh knowledge of uh, talking. And then, you know. Di- Dower Ballad? Dower Ballad. Dower Ballad. Okay. Ballad. Next, we got 87, uh, Alone by Heart. Hmm. Another really hard to talk about song because it just doesn't. Really? Okay. Oh, really? Oh, no. So you got. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm... Hard for me to talk about. I can see the point. <laughs> Do you have bad history with with the alone by heart? <laughs> no. This is another fantasy number. May I point yeah, out? Yeah. Do you feel the most heart songs are fantasy? Numbers? Yeah, I mean that that was yes. their whole deal. They they were basically like Macbeth's weird sisters that have been zipped through a Sephora before. So you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was their whole deal. I have a very <laughs> a long held story. Uh, for my first boyfriend doing Christmas shopping for his dad about heart, which I would like to share, which was they were one of those families that told each other exactly what to buy for Christmas, mm-hmm. right? There was no surprises, but he had neglected to, and they like posted on their fridge, they like wrote it down. So he had neglected to like copy over, right? They didn't have a shared Google spreadsheet or anything oh. like this. Um, what his dad wanted. So he had to call his little brother, who I believe at this time would have been like 16, 15, 16, and say, hey, dad, what, (laughs) hey, Scott, what did dad want for Christmas? So I remember he had him on speakerphone sitting in his car. We were waiting. And we heard Scott like plot up the stairs. And he's like, they're just like making chatter. And then he, 16 in the basement, obviously. (laughs) Obviously, I mean, (laughs) where else are you going to like pretend to start a rock band? And then... (laughs) He gets to the fridge and there's this like pregnant pause and then a sigh and he goes, dressy shirts and a heart CD. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Which is what 
their dad wanted for Christmas. He wanted some dressy shirts and a heart CD. A non-specific heart CD. Just one. Just one. And I loved, like, there was no, there was no greater disdain than coming from a 15-year-old boy. And I don't know when this would have been, like, um, dressy shirts and a heart CD. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say we need to have a one-off category mm. called dressy shirts <laughs> and and heart CD. <laughs> i would agree with that uh, i'll this one time i'll oh uh, yeah. yeah all right yeah all right well we can have on the fly yeah whatever sure dressy shirts on a shirt dressy shirts and a heart cd dressy hearts and a shirt cd when you hear and a heart cd doesn't that totally change the idea of a dressy shirt for you <laughs> <laughs> you're like it does. it does like initially you were thinking like oh like a like a, a Oxford. Maybe sure, yeah. maybe a stripe? Maybe a stripe. Yeah, like a shirt you could wear to, you know, a nicer dinner. And then you get a heart CD and suddenly like that's that shirt like has, has like ruffles. a has ruffles and lace drip. Cravat. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's taken straight from Prince's closet. Uh, handed to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Alright. Still 87, number two, I want to dance with somebody. Par- parenthetical. Who loves me? Whitney right. Houston. I think that the song is great. And more importantly, I think this video is great. Yeah. Yes. In this video, Whitney is like a Barbie doll brought to life, but not in a creepy German Instagram model way. <laughs> she is pure joy and beauty and girlish charm. And she's wearing archetypal outfits. You're now describing the movie that Tyra Banks was in. Actually, that's my second comment, which is this really shows you the holes in Tyra Banks' performance in Life Size. Life Size. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Of course. Which, you know, they're going to remake. Or no, they're no. not remaking. They're putting they're putting together a sequel. <laughs> Interesting. Which I think is crazy because, like, I mean, Tyra Banks still looks pretty good, but she has aged. And she's supposed to be a doll. Maybe that's how. Wait, it's, does, maybe it's just going to be, like, a really dark movie about how a life-size Barbie deals with. Aging. Well, she wouldn't age because she's a life-size Barbie. No, because she was brought to life. Oh, is it a Pinocchio thing? I don't think so. Ugh. 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 It's like that scene I, in The Last Unicorn when she says, I can feel my body dying. And you're like, oh, God. I've never seen The Last Unicorn. It's pretty brutal. Fair that sounds call. terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I called this too cool for school mm. because this is one of the cooler things I've ever seen. And yeah. it's also during the summertime. So, yeah. too cool yeah. for school. I have, of course, I had a best because it's just one of my favorite songs in the world. It's I listen to it in the shower a lot, which is always a good sh- good song if you can dance in the shower safely, safely, good. safe fun, safe fun. <laughs> Do you put like those little like uh, sticky lily pad things on the bottom of your feet? <laughs> no, I have like the I have the the handles. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I don't. That's a commitment to dancing in the shower that I did not expect. Uh, what are your categories? So you said best. Andrew, what was your category? Uh, I said uh, Great American Songbook 2050. Because I think it's 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 that type of yeah. classic song. Like Rod I, would, Stewart I, would give that. I would give it that. Yeah. Great. I'll take <laughs> Andrew it. Andrew wins. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, 88, Year of My Birth. Hey, yeah. But all these songs came were hitting number one before I was born because I have a fall birthday. Mm. Uh, roll with it, Steve. <laughs> oh, I forgot that like my year of birth is like not great for this category or for this particular list. Um, first of all, I would like to ask the ever important question. Do you guys remember what this song was like? Oh, are you kidding me? This is this song and I Can't Dance by Genesis are like what I thought was cool when I was like a baby. 
basically. I am so <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah, which goes to show you that I was really not a very cool four-year-old. Uh, Kelly, do you remember what the song sounded like? Cause... No. This is that, like, kind of slappy blues number sung oh, by a very white man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Yay. way long also. Isn't it, like, almost five oh minutes God, long? Yeah. It's way too long. It's very self-indulgent. And I think that this is the song equivalent of watching a dog drive a car in that people are like he's doing it and he's white oh my god that is not impressive it's not good like if you were watching like a dog like hit every safety cone that's what this is like oh white man and black people are dancing to him it's real rough i don't care for it i don't care for it <laughs> Tell us your real opinion. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can get realer. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no, I got that off. That was my a chest. good. I, uh, I had a, a sort of um, a supportive category choice for that, which is Powder Blues. Oh, uh, I don't think it says it quite as powerfully as. You oh, I didn't. That's not my category. Yeah. Dog driving a car is not my category. <laughs> I call this a nasal gazer as well because it's very self indulgent. Yeah, true. I just full on called it fine. <laughs> it's not. I'm so sorry it's to tell fine. you. I'm so sorry to tell no, you. No, no, no. You have to say it in that in that tone of voice. It's fine. fine. No, it's not fine though. It's so terrible. No, you do. It's, it's like when people try to like mansplain you, and you're just like, yeah, fine. Okay. I think was my <laughs> intention. This song does sound a lot like mansplaining. Yeah. It's very mm, condescending in that so particular way. So condescending. In a way that I'll explain to you, ladies. Okay. <laughs> what was your category again? Powder blues. Fine. Fine. And nasal okay. gazer. Mm. What are we doing? Maybe it should have just been okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I feel so viscerally against anything that implies I, that this is fine. okay. <laughs> I, like, it's just really not okay. That's fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. You're like, you're fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, powder blues. Sure. Sure. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> Real fine, fine. I think that's the best for that one, yes. Mm. You think it's the best? No. Oh, yeah. I love roll with it. That's what I'm going <laughs> to... One day when I'm 43... Just let you... On my refrigerator, I will post that I want dressy shirts and roll, <laughs> roll with it by Steve Winwood. Hologram. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, all right. Still in the year of my birth. Saying it again with uh, The Flame by Cheap Trick. I never realized this was a Cheap Trick song, and that's not as so much a joke, just as a. As a statement of fact. A statement of, yeah, observation. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. It's definitely like older Cheap Trick, though, and in that they are older, and it feels a little bit. Well, sad. wait, no, but you told me why the song was important to them. Did Somebody I? did. I thought yeah. it was you. Ooh. So Cheap Trick had like some earlier successes. Mm -hmm. They really loved being in a band together. Mm -hmm. They wanted to keep their band together, but they weren't making any money. Mm -hmm. So they decided they were going to do like one last. They were, I think they were big um, in some Asian country. Mm. Oh, yeah. Japan. Japan. It's, oh, you're talking like, this is like early Cheap Trick, like live at Budokan. No, 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 no. So they went, they, they went to Japan. Okay. And after it, they were like, you know what? We're going to give it, like, we had some money. They were like, we're going to give it one more try. We're going to, like, we're going to try to do something here. Mm -hmm. And they came out with this, and people went bananas for it. And so <laughs> it was sort of like John Travolta in the 90s. <laughs> like, they had, like, this total rebirth. Um, and that's, that's, that's the story of the song. Um, which I was totally ready to hate, to be totally honest with you. When I started listening to it, I was like, ugh, old men. Ugh. Then I found out the story, and... 
I, I kind of thought it was cool because the song is about their love of the band Aww. and like their craft, the internal flame that they hold for each other and the community and the music they make together, which I thought was like that makes me rem- like it a lot more. Yeah. Remarkably sweet. <laughs> Cheap trick. Cheap trick. Aww. Also, it's like just a bunch of old dudes singing about how they carry a flame for each other. That's so <laughs> nice. Um, so I call this a fat Elvis. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. I don't even want to say my yeah, category. Fat that's, Elvis. that's just good. Fat Elvis. Yeah. It was Dower Ballads. <laughs> oh, no, it's not Dower Ballads. Now I see this. Now, yeah. yeah. Right. It's a sweet, I, it's like, uh, it's like that, that movie about the ladies that are old that get naked for a calendar and people love it. <laughs> it's like that. Calendar girls? Probably. Sure. Mm. Sure. That was based off of real life. You know what's also based after real life? This song by Cheap Shrink. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> 1980, 80, sorry, 1989. The year of my birth. The year of Kelly's. In the year of Kelly, we have. Oh, this ooh, was, you have a bummer year. I have a real too. bummer year. Uh, right There Waiting by <laughs> Richard Marks. My first note just says barf opposite of the flame. <laughs> literally. I f- and it's the reason I said opposite of the flame is I found out stuff about it that made me hate it more than oh, when I first do, started. Do t- dish. I'd like to I, know. I would love to. Okay. So Richie Marks. Dickie Marks. I think you prefer. I, I did actually call him Dickie later. but yeah, Me too. Sorry. Yeah. Dickie Marks um, pro- predominantly was a songwriter for other people. Yeah. He's a composer, <laughs> and he wrote "Right Here Waiting," and he pitched it to Barbara Streisand, <laughs> and she said that she had Fuck a few no. issues with it. Basically, that's what she said, and she said, "I love this music. The melody is gorgeous." Dicky, I love this music. The melody is gorgeous. <laughs> But I'm going to. But if I'm going to record it, I'm going to need you to rewrite the lyrics because I'm not right here waiting for no one. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. And basically told him that his lyrics were like insipid and juvenile and that she was a grand dam yeah. and would not, not sing this song. And Dickie, <laughs> instead of doing that and then having probably a song that we would play at people's funerals and graduations and weddings and everything because it was sung by Barbara, decided he was going to record it his own damn self and not do a thing to it. <laughs> and now we have this piece of dog poop what's funny about that is at the time he must have felt really like validated in mm. his decision to do it but yeah he's, he's like straight. oh i'm remaining true to my art yeah you know if barbara tells you that your song is insipid mm. it's Mm-mm. it's true yeah it's true she has sung some really wacky stuff over the years she knows yeah yeah opposite yeah. of the flame i hated it more <laughs> after i found out that he like took a pass on tailoring the song for for barbara for barbara barbara also, when I watched the video, I just said, Dickie, we're not going to watch you play the piano. <laughs> because that's the whole video. <laughs> oh, man, that's, Dickie, much better, no. that's much better than mine. I just said, great, Dickie, stay right there. I swear I'll be back soon. Wink. <laughs> I said this was worst. I hated this yeah, song. That's fair. I agree. I said Dower Ballads again because apparently I was really, really hammering that one in. You were like, yeah. this is like, going to do it. Everyone's going to be it. it. Yep. So far, no, no. Uh, this one is called Leave Me Alone. Explain. Trees. Sap. Get it? Oh. Get it? That's yeah. That's a nuance. Get it? Yeah. yeah. I that's literally fair. how okay. I wrote it. Leave me alone. Dash. Trees. Sap. Dash. 
sap. I like leaf me alone. Yeah, leaf me alone. Oof, Get that's it. a good one. That's a good I one. like leaf me alone. Yeah. This is when it starts getting like really slow jammy. And then it picks back up at the end. So just hold on. To uh, your it, it hold, you, you guys, yeah. stay true. Stay true. All right. <laughs> stay true. Um, honestly, some of these terrible ones are more fun to talk. I, I, we always have way more to say about the ones we didn't like than the ones we did. Yeah. For uh, example, Toy Soldiers by Martika. Martika! Yeah. I, like, where I'm sure we're saying her name <laughs> like in the most butchered, terrible possible yeah. way ever. Um, this is one where I did not honor the craft, and I heard how it started and went, nope. You didn't <laughs> listen to it at all? I listened, yeah, no. No? Okay, well, I would like I just to know I that like to, I hate this song, so I, I would like to drop some truth bomb on you. Yeah. And say that, because this song starts with the children singing, right? Yeah. One of those kids is Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny, because if you recall, in the later version of the same category, right? Uh, she also, Fergie also has, like, kind of like a weird, breathy song. Yeah. That uh, that a lady sings in oh, the barn. Yeah. So I mean, she had it. She came by it honest, is what I would say. Hmm. I think this sounds like kid be- bop, kids bop Bjork. <laughs> All the unsettling edge without the co- without the completely off putting a total screaming. <laughs> That's what I said. I just uh, I thought this sounded like a, something you might have heard being played during the broadcast of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Like it's Oh, it is. It yeah. is it is very industrial in like not industrial like 1989 industrial it probably yeah. was. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, okay, and that's kind of what I thought it was cuz if you watch the movie video it's like those kids skipping around on a wall. Oh, yeah. It's not. And if okay, what it's about is one of her friends was addicted to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she wrote the song for that friend. Which, first of all, I was like, it's 1989. One of your friends is <laughs> okay. And then, two, this song that doesn't make any, money, any sense at all. Like, no. if you look at the lyrics, I, no. It's like when you look at those paintings that are just like a big, like, squiggly mess, and the person's like, yes, it's my dad giving birth to a dingo. Oh, and you you're mean, like, a, you no. mean a magic eye? <laughs> <laughs> Which I still can't do. Oh, no. I can't do them. I can't do them. Oh, you guys broken with our eyes. Maybe you yeah. can now that you have LASIK. Have you tried? No. That's true. I have fixed eyes now. Mm. Now just lasers like shoot out of your peepers. And it's true. Burn a hole. That's what I I put it in my phone as laser eyes. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> this didn't happen in our two month break. This happened like two years ago. Just in case you guys were wondering. We didn't have that much things. <laughs> Thing going on. It's yeah. great. You guys should okay. all do it. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> take a two month break. Guys, take a two month break. <laughs> yeah, literally stop in the middle of what you're doing. Yes. Whatever you're doing. Wait two months. Wait two months. Ideally, try to pick come this back, back up. Ideally, something that you find enjoyable and you're doing for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Take a break from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call and this. Then, and then, you know what? Try and see if you, what you remember from two, <laughs> two months ago. See if you can recall yeah. a music video. Make sure you don't do any research to prepare. <laughs> um, I called this uh, Your Hour is Up because I feel like this is like yeah. a cry for help. Um, and it's a cry that I'm not interested in really understanding. Yeah. Other categories? I said bummer jams. Mm-hmm. That, that also fits. A little blunt, but I think pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Wait, you had bummer jams and what's the ballad one? Oh, Dower, Dower Ballads. You had both? For this one? Mm-mm. No, just in general. Contained in one list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. All right, all right, Kelly? I had his worst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I you mean, guys are beating around the bush with. It's well, a terrible song. It is, it is so bad. The video is bad. 
The song is bad. It is terrible. It's terrible to listen to. It's not even fun to listen to. Like, there are some songs where you're like, well, at least this is, like, semi-enjoyable to the ear. I think that it, it fits within the, um, Your Hour Is Up versus Bummer Jam versus Worst More because it is, like, a confessional sort of song. That's mm-hmm. what she wrote it as. So that would be my argument for I mine. I think that's fair. I, mean, I would accept yeah. an hour or so. I'll take your it. hour is up. Our hour is up. Because they're being inclusive here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just their hour. It's not just my hour. It's our hour. It's Fergie's hour. <laughs> it's Fergie's hour. All right. Visions of Love. Mariah Carey. Blast into the 90s. We're in the 90s. Number one. And what a what a delightful shift in tone. <laughs> like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> Needed it. Needed it. Um... This is where it starts picking up, guys. This is this is good. I enjoyed this. This is actually so we did the list before with the Mariah Carey song where she wears her bananas uh, wedding dress, yeah. and I was like, "That's great," but the song is like, Meh. "But this this is what I wanted." Yeah. This is what I this this is the Mimi is- we want. So this song is very socially important because it is off. It was called famously in an article. That was not in Rolling Stone. Maybe it was the New Yorker, which is really funny to think about the New Yorker writing about Mariah Carey. So I'm just going to roll with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, what this song does is it it's uh, melisma, which is when you carry one syllable of a lyric out over several notes, usually three to four, and in Mariah Carey's case, ten or twenty. Whoa. Um, literally, that's what that's that's what she does. She can do that um, way better than the average human can. Um, and this is this song is the Magna Carta of Melisma. Wow. According to this article, which I thought was quite poetic and it, interesting. So so this song uh, gave more power to feudal lords. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> than, than from the central uh, centralized power of the, mon- the monarchy of th- Melisma. No, no, no. I think what they're saying <laughs> the I think what Melisma. they're saying is they that it wrote the underpinnings and rules that all American Idol contestants I, will follow for the rest of their lives. I think what it's saying is in 200 years they're going to somebody's going to write a song about mariah carey and then we'll celebrate it on the fourth of july that's a declaration of independence joke all right what do we got from mariah mimi i'm sorry mimi (laughs) i had leave me alone Mm. the tree and the swing yeah sap i had woman on top of the charts (laughs) i forgot that was good i forgot that was good i like leave me me alone for this the best all right Following up on that, we have She Ain't Worth It by Glenn... Medeiros? Medeiros? I believe so, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I got a real musical uh, vibe from this. Mm. It's kind of like the mouthy, wisecracking <laughs> best friend like singing to his friend. Like, like Tony and Riff would sing this in a much different version of West Side Story. <laughs> much different. <laughs> also, you know, Tony, I don't think she was worth it. You died. <laughs> Yeah, this song could have saved your life. So I called this Roger and Hammerstein's recycling. Oh, hmm. wow! All right. This is a, don't get too excited. This is a category that was already introduced in the past, but you no. forgot about it. I, I, no, I remember the category. Yeah, because I remember commenting. This might be a lie. Maybe I thought it about how it's similar your Great American Songbook. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, think, uh, yeah. I think we covered this. Okay, okay. The is like, yes, you did, or is like, no, you didn't, you liars. You know. Um. But yeah, I got like a very music. It's 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 a very narrative heavy song for a pop yeah. song, and uh, yeah. Also, it was kind of handling like a, t- a subject matter that you would think would go in sort of a 
like a crude direction, sort of like um, the girl's poison, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Me and the me and the crew used to do her. It doesn't go to that place. It's remarkably clean. It's just yeah. like she doesn't treat you right, brother. You got feelings too. Yeah. Um, I see. I'd never heard the song before in my entire life. Um, me either. Which was, which was a real treat because I, you know, I. This and Toy Soldiers yeah. were totally new to me. <laughs> yeah. You had never heard Toy Soldiers by oh Martika. By Martika, no, Martika. I did not. I just uh, remember that song from when I was a kid. Oh, wow. So again, I, I never heard this song before, but I found it a, a delight. So I call it a buried pleasure, a buried treasure. I like it's that poem. Pleasure. I like it. It's a good poem. Uh, mine was. I want to know her side of the story. Yeah. Well, you know. I think we know her side of the story. Do we? Yeah. I think she's living her best life. Yeah. <laughs> I think she is. And she's also like, I don't really need to be with Bobby Brown. Which is a good call. Good call. <clears throat> or Glenn Medeiros. Who, who might have been a good guy. I don't know. But I do want to hear every one of those hey, fly no, girls. Brown. I do want to hear every one of those fly girls song like stories. So I, I I do like that category for this. I would like to have an, like a I was there too moment with every one of those fly girls and be like, were those knee pads comfortable? <laughs> so I like uh, I want to hear a short story. Of the story. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Girl ain't worth it. Sounds I enjoyed like it. The 90s are Kelly's. That's my wheelhouse. Look at that. Ninety one. A, a, a oh, unusual, an unusual one because it starts with a parenthetical. You don't often see that. <laughs> parenthetical, everything I do, close parenthetical, I do for you. Yeah, you know why that sounded awkward? Because nobody starts a sentence with a parenthetical. <laughs> uh, by Brian uh, somebody Adams. does, Mr. Brian Adams. Mr. Adams over here. Oh, man. Guys, so can I tell you a quick anecdote? Sure. So I recall vividly. Uh, do you guys remember that there was once upon a time the VH1 Fashion Awards? <laughs> that that was the thing? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, I remember the VH1 like, Fashion Awards. If you watch the movie Zoolander, that's what that's that's what they're talking about. The awards, the VH1 Fashion Awards. So super weird, right? Because VH1 is not a fashionable no. network, um, but they they existed, and I recall vividly being a kid uh, watching VH1 because it's a thing that you did, and. Um, there was like a retrospective of the performances at the Fashion Awards. And one of them talked about how Brian Adams and his band, when they played, what they did was rip off all the designer labels from the clothes they were provided because they were, quote, a real tough, real rock and roll American kind of band. Is he Canadian? That, he is. Yeah, like a real tough guy, rock and roll okay, band. Okay, cool. And I remember, I, that's the only story I have uh, about Brian Adams or like memory I have of Brian Adams and every time I hear a Brian Adams song, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, good God. What categories do we have for this? Uh, or Kelly, do you have comments? No. I don't. Sorry. That's Sorry, You guys. don't have extensive narratives? I don't have you don't a have a, You don't have a jolly about... anecdote about how you felt about this when oh, you were yeah, driving? Yeah. No. Um, categories? I had Leaf Me Alone. Oh, that's good. I had Dower Balance again. All right, Sap. I always forget with Leave Me Alone. I'm always like, "Where's the tree?" Is like literally. But see, you get. I like. You still have to go through it. Leave Me Alone. Also, they literally live tree. in trees. Sap. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What did you have? Dower ballads. Ugh. I don't really get a dower ballad from this. I do get a little bit of like a mom vibe from it. Everything I do, I do for you. Uh, I'm not good with Leave Me Alone. I like the fact that they live in trees. Yep. Yeah. Cool. It, do it. The '90s. It's my. It's my decade. Sure. Rush. <laughs> Rush by Paul Abdul. 
I had nothing to say about this <laughs> song until I watched the music oh, video. Oh, I'm glad. Let's, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, 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 my only note is, this song means nothing to me. This video means everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> dear listeners. Oh, dear listeners. The music video is sort of a mashup of Rebel Without a Cause and Grease. <laughs> Well, isn't it literally just scenes from Rebel Without a Cause? It is, uh, but then there's that drag race scene that gets a little greasy. Uh, gets okay. It gets greasy. Yeah. Um, where Paul Abdul, who looks the same age as she does now. It's crazy. Which is kind of like, at the time, obviously, you didn't know she was going to look exactly the same when she was older. But like to me, I, I see her as like a 45-year-old yeah. woman. Um, which they wouldn't have had. But it's entertaining now. And she has cast as her James Dean... Keanu Reeves, who in this video looks exactly like the oldest brother from Seventh Heaven. He does. He does have a mad hairstyle. You're so right. Oh my God. And he also is wearing, if I recall correctly, lots of like more billowy shirts, yeah. mm-hmm. which is an unusual choice for a James Dean. But um, they drag race. She does a lot of like sitting in other men's cars with exclusively men, looking longingly, looking longingly towards him while he like looks over his shoulder and like shows off his canines and winks (laughs) like it's just it's a really it's a lot it's a lot it must be it is absolutely must watch Mm -hmm. tv must see tv (laughs) why don't you guys just we'll wait you guys go look it up guys sit down take a solid two months watch the video watch it at least a dozen times (laughs) i call this just give the the youtube link (laughs) i call this intimately invasive because i felt invaded by their romance oh yeah this is the one i called this one willing to engage in casual sex without necessarily seeking that in a particular that in particular aka dtf Cause that's oh, you mean down to have fun? Yeah, down to have fun. <laughs> down to have fun. Um, I, I had a dour ballad again. <laughs> this isn't a dour ballad. Not, I don't know. This is what not I, a dour ballad, guys, guys. I don't know what I was thinking. I I must I must protest. I mean, so DTF. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, this song is all about to me insertion, and it's definitely <laughs> not a song about. The feminine orgasm. Uh, yeah. Oh, the song called Rush Rush For isn't sure. about the feminine orgasm. It's not. I mean, well, it's it, no, it yeah. just isn't. It's 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 weird and uncomfortable. I mean, and the fact that Keanu Reeves is James Dean. He is also laughable. has a haircut that makes him look like a giant penis. Yeah. It's yeah. So I think this is intimately invasive because it's it implies penetration more than DTF. I, I will mm. Which, allow. Yeah. Thank you. I will. Give up my title. Thank I don't get all the 90s, I suppose. Fuck. You can't be total queen of the 90s. That'd be a 90s monopoly, and then that would be madness. This was a chart topper, and I think we can all be proud of this as Americans. 1992, Baby Got Back. Sir mm. Mix-a-Lot, not number two, as one might think, but number one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I have a fact that I cannot... Thank you. Thank you. I have a fact about this song that I heard late one night while watching, I believe it was VH1, <laughs> where Sir Mix-a-Lot was commenting on making this video. And if you recall, there's that moment where he's sitting at the, you know, cleft, in the cleft of a giant bottom. <laughs> a giant... Tush. Mustard-clad tuchus. <laughs> and he said the first time they shot it, he did it without his without a hat he was hatless 
And people watched it and they were like, dude, you look straight up like a turd. <laughs> and so they had to reshoot it with him wearing his little pork pie hat. high school that i watched oh my god somebody works at vh1 you have access to the tape archives that's right go find it go find it it was so good baby got back what do you got my only comment on this is just it's depressing to reflect on how many white guys know every single word to this song yeah that's true i wrote this down i must have gotten it from wikipedia uh but it just tickled me that it was put in these terms so at the time of its original receipt release the song caused controversy with its outspoken and blatantly sexual lyrics about women, as well as specific references to the female buttocks, which some people found objectionable. <laughs> the female buttocks in general? I, I just love that somebody actually like took their time in their life to write that out. <laughs> Something about like, that made me I laugh. I also like that uh, someone needs to have this this song explained to them. Yeah, it, it is. It is interesting because this is like from a historical perspective because it was you know when you when you see Sir Mix-a-Lot talk about it, which I have for reasons yeah. I don't recall, but like he does speak about it in a way that like is implies that it was meant to be like a feminist anthem, and you can kind of see like his thinking. Yeah, but it's so. It didn't work. It's just so objectifying. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's surprising enough it's a very objectifying song. Um, but yeah, it's it's almost like, uh, yeah. Which is why I categorized it yeah, Dim Whitman Sampler. Because <laughs> it's, you know, the dumb. I want that one. That's it. That's great. That awesome. sounds good to me. Duh. End of the road. End of the road. Boys to men. Backs up. Baby got back. Hey. Mm-hmm. Now for something completely different. Um, <laughs> yeah. I lo- oh. Is this the music video that had all the canes in it? Uh, just the one guy with the cane. Mm-hmm. And the, one guy with a cane is still quite a bit Wearing, of cane. Like a, a hoodie, carrying a cane. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a, it was a strong look. Um, it was boy, a strong look. Boys to men are so wholesome that like they become sort of aggressively unsexual, but they're singing romantic songs, so it's a weird combination for me. Uh, I, I thought that they were a baby boomer bloomer dropper. Mm. Mm. See, I, I, In that, I, I only think that, like, a mature... I mean, isn't this whole song about, like, we got divorced, but I'll always care for they you? They must have been, like, 20 years old when they sang this song. Maybe they were yeah. going through their first divorces. They yeah, were famous true, people. true. I, um... This... It was the first, I guess not, this isn't the first, I think like the, was the Manhattans or anything? This is a, a return to sort of male vocal groups. I think um, situated, the situation in which four dudes are singing a love song to one lady is, is interesting, and I call it polyphonic amory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I Thank like you. that. I just envisioned, like, the, the core audience, you know, when they were talking about making this song, they were like, we just want a woman who drives around with a whole box of Kleenex in her cup holder <laughs> and she's just grabbing the Kleenex and she's throwing the balled up used Kleenex in the passenger seat next to her because ain't nobody riding Nobody's with her. Ever- <laughs> <laughs> that is who this song is for. Ouch. Uh, Kelly, comments? I, I prefer Andrews. Why's Ben say? Why do we have to listen to this song? Oh my God. Um, it's 1993 <laughs> and we are listening to Can't Help falling in love but you be 40 man <laughs> Oof. nothing more romantic Oof. than a guy who sings with the voice of peter laurie telling you that he can't help falling in love with you <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I think that this is, and keeping with the summer theme, I think this is sort of like Lay's Do Us a Flavor <laughs> in audio form. It's supposed to be exotic. UB40 is supposed to be like a Jamaican sound, but it's just cheese dust on chips. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I was, is that your oh. category? No, my category is worst because oh. this is the worst. Oh, okay. I also could not make it through when I skip. I skipped this, but no, that's just that's just my commentary and my. Theme. I call this one powder blues. It's the obvious, but I mean that's exactly what it is. Can it be cheese powder blues in this case? Yes. Blue cheese powder blues. Whoa. Blue cheese powder blues. Okay. Blue cheese, powder blues. And it has to have like a carrot. Blue <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Above. Floating above. Yeah. And also like written in like a like a cheesier font. Like a papyrus. <laughs> like a papyrus or like something that looks like it's like Cheetos before yeah, yeah, yeah. Windings. <laughs> it couldn't be in Windings, my native tongue. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> but we don't know what Kelly's category is. But, okay. uh, mine was uh, Leave Me Alone. Which is like, man. I sap but does that not, is, yeah, it's not enough for it. It's You're not right. enough. The song is is it's, putrid. Yeah, I I'd go with worst. I like, I, but I see because I always think pattern. that worst is not strong yeah. enough. Yeah, for this song, like I felt really disappointed with myself for giving this worst because it's so terrible. Mm. I like blue cheese powder blues. All right, done. Blue cheese powder parenthetical blue cheese blue cheese powder blues. No carrot. Carrot. Okay. Carrot. Come on. But it's a bit front of the. Okay, we'll worry about that. No, no, because it, it's, it's oh. powder blues is the category. Powder blue. So so blue, <sighs> cheese blue. I know that would be beginning a an item of text with the parenthetical, which I know you feel very strongly <laughs> against. I feel <laughs> so strongly against that. Right. You know, we'll, we'll debate this. Uh, we'll figure this out. Yeah. All right. Whoop! There it is. Oh my Whoop. god! Tag team. Wow. Wow. Guys, this is like writing this song was to felt like inventing the wheel. It's just like so <laughs> fundamental to having a party much like having a, a wheel to to every aspect of life it just is so yeah. basic and yeah, so yeah. in like in like the the museum of human achievement there's the wheel <laughs> then there's the lion king then there's whoop there it is <laughs> actually i think it's whoop there it is then there's a lion king oh, but well, a controversial well, take no, yeah. no 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 because no, it's it's uh linear it's like the, yeah, the yeah, timeline yeah, yeah. so i'm pretty fair uh, no, I'm not. I'm not pitting those things against. All of those things are hugely important for the continuation of the human race, but, um, and yeah. the, and their ability to thrive. Absolutely, I feel like this is also what I mean. Again, I say this as someone who appreciates the music of Andrew WK, but this is literally <laughs> this is literally what Andrew WK is well, trying to well, do. Oh, we all know exa- exactly yeah, what that's yeah. going on. Yeah. No, this is literally this is what Andrew WK in all of his songs about partying has been trying to do his entire career. Like this is, this quintessentially summarizes what a party is. Do you know Andrew WK carries around dum-dums so that when people recognize him, he just throws them at him and then runs away? That's fantastic. Is he a witch? <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> He's like, oh, we gotta give him something. Like, just run away. You don't just, have to throw a dumb well, no, just to give him a positive him. experience. Oh. <laughs> I would not feel, I'd be like, if I wanted a dumb dumb, I'd go to a bank. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. Um, so this is definitely at this point jock jam sludge, right? But I agree with you. At the time, this must have like blown your mind. Like oh your top of your head flew off. Um, Especially coming off of uh, "Can't Help Falling in Love" by UB40, oh, which is also what people. Could you imagine jam. like those back to back? It's on actually the radio? Very, it's very offensive that this comes in at number two. To yeah. that, I will say, um, this is like car dancing music. Yeah. 
Did you watch the music video? Of my course. my endless anthem. I watched it with you. Yes, you and I <laughs> yes. watched it together. I do not recall. Well, I'm surprised about that like because a lawyer. the music video. I cannot recall that. <laughs> I'm surprised about that because it definitely the music video looks like a misguided staging of a revival of Saved by the Bell in a black box theater. Wow. Oh, I I don't think I watched it then. <laughs> yeah, I would should. remember yeah. that. You should also just should. just forewarn uh, to forewarn you. At one minute, one second, that's not Barack Obama. <laughs> Even though it looks exactly like Barack yeah. Obama. Yeah, okay, good to know. Uh, I call this a fat Elvis. <laughs> For kind of different reasons than the, the, the um, flame. It's okay, you can have layers. It is layers, because it's like, it was very important at the time, but now it's just sort of flabby and I goofy. Mean, I said Great American Song of 2050. Mm, that's fair, too. I think it's pretty fair. This is a one-off category for me, kind of, called Didn't I Hear This at a Sporting Event Once? Yeah, it's definitely Jack Jam's full show. This and that one Gary Glitter song. <laughs> I kind of like either. Great American Songbook because I think you're right. It yeah. does, it is It is something that... Future Rod was, Stewart would sing. Uh, well, <laughs> it is a, uh, it's archetypal. Yeah. The, yeah. There it is. <laughs> I said... <laughs> there it is. I can't sing. Sorry, guys. And then proceeds to go really uh, fast. The rest yeah. Of the song. yeah. I would like Kelly to, to re-record all of Rod Stewart's songs <laughs> doing a Rod Stewart impersonation. That okay, was so, yeah. great. Hey. All right, moving forward. It's nineteen eighty-four. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. It is nineteen ninety-four. I'm sorry. Wouldn't no, it be better man. if it was 84? Um, uh, what was going yeah. on? Uh, Purple Rain came out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And Ghostbusters. You know what, right. 84 might have been the best year, actually. 84. Yeah. 84. I just wish it was. 84 is really brutal. But you guys, be careful. Because in 84, we stopped in the middle of and didn't come back for two months. It was too oh. much, guys. It was... We're frozen we in time. We heard Purple Rain, and then we were just like... Or not Purple Rain. Uh, when Doves when Cry. Doves Cry, and we were like, time to take that a break. That literally happened. Wow. I <laughs> swear is the next song. Hey. Like, all for one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every girl dreams of the day that four paunchy 23 year olds with golden voices fall in love with her at the same time. Oh, right? <laughs> Uh, I have this as Benjamin Buttons. This is a song that is for a much older person. Oh, <laughs> man. It is. Uh, this, of course, for me was the actual inspiration for Polyphonic Amory because they're literally singing to the same woman. They are. Yeah. And they kind of pass her around, which yeah, is yeah. creepy. And the <laughs> brand, yeah. it adds an, in, adds an interesting dimension to the name all four, number four, one. They're like, we're in this together. We're a package deal, folks. Yeah. All four for one of you. I had it as leave <clears throat> me alone. But my vote, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think this is sappy so much as is creepy. And, uh, you know, it's creepy. Uh, I'd accept Andrews. I think. Yeah, I think he wins. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. Benjamin Buttons. I mean, Benjamin Buttons is a, a notable runner-up. That's right. Notice I put myself in third place. You're welcome. Benjamin well, knows. You're welcome. To, Benjamin knows how to push her buttons. Oh, oh more parentheses. <laughs> Notice, Notice Mary. I went. Oh, yeah. Which is exactly the reaction. Well, no, no, no. I've already moved on to noticing what the next thing is, mm. and I must, we must talk about it, which is, oh, uh, stay, parenthetical, I missed you. Oh, man. Lisa Loeb. And nine stories. <laughs> All right. I got some factoids to lay on you about this yeah. one. Have you guys, uh... 
that question. I never asked. You guys watch the music video. But... <laughs> <laughs> I have seen the music video. I have memories of this music video from when I was a child. What did you make of it when you were a child? Uh, I think I thought it was shitty when I was a child, but not, you know, like, just not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not interesting. It didn't, it didn't capture your yeah. interest. Well, that, that makes sense because it's just one continuous camera shot following Loeb around her apartment. <laughs> yeah. It was somebody famous's apartment, if I'm not wrong. Or not, if I'm uh, No, it is her. No, no, no. It is her apartment. Oh, it's her actual the apartment? The famous person is behind the camcorder oh. was shot on, and that famous person was Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think this is that the this most 1992 thing, or no, sorry. 94. 94 thing Even I better. I, I can only assume that this is what allowed him to be in Reality Bites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That held up, right? <laughs> I call this a Your Hour is Up. Because this is also, this is a therapy session via song. You're right. Oh, man, it really is. Yep. I said this category, this yeah. category is very helpful. Yeah. 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 Every time I came to a song that I was like, ugh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't like it. It's definitely, I think it's definitely oh, yeah. that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. get it to you. Yeah. All right. Well, this is great because we can just quickly move on right on down to something that's way more fun, which is Waterfalls by oh. TLC. When I was a child... Uh, this song played quite frequently when I went roller skating at Butler Skate. Butler Skateland. You guys are welcome for that particular piece of information. And I'd be skating around listening to Waterfalls by TLC. And I thought they were singing, don't go, Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> You're just chasing the rivers and the lakes like you used to. I don't usually care for a misheard lyric, but I like that one a lot. <laughs> usually people are like, it's like, Jacob Ramen. I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. But I do care a lot about Don't Go Jason Waterfalls. You, I want Jason Waterfalls to sing Jason, home. please. Jason. Jason. Why is Jason? Not, and it makes sense. If you listen to that chorus, it makes sense to Jason Waterfalls. Yeah, he's like oddly connected to to wa- bodies of water. Well, but... his last name's Waterfalls. Of course, you would be. <laughs> that's like that's like <laughs> I don't really think I've ever like fully that's fully like accepted people the... who are bakers are more likely to be bakers. That's true. He's more likely to become a professional waterfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like a waterfall that's a a mini golf course because he's a faux waterfall, so yeah. he's got like that really blue water, um, <laughs> like water that is actually blue. Don't go Jason Waterfalls. Jason, stay. 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 I took it upon myself this time for the first time ever to actually read the lyrics. Uh Um, I had seen the music video many times and I love it. I love when they form themselves out of waterfall. Water. Yeah, I didn't understand that because Jason. Jason wasn't in that video. No, (laughs) because Jason is kind of in that video. (laughs) Categories. I don't remember what I put. Uh, That's what your note's for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said bummer jams. I accidentally deleted it. You accidentally deleted it? Yeah, you'll see that in the next category. I, I'm i not crazy about bummer jams, but I'm also not pleased with mine either. What's yours? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no. What? <laughs> um. Are you okay? I am okay. Man, I deleted a lot of stuff. You know what? I would like to put this down as an alarming sexual alien, strictly for the part where they, they are musical water. Sure. <laughs> Done. Okay. Done. Also, I found the lyrics alarming. Also, TLC, your clothes are weird. <laughs> and also sexual. 
Remember when they showed up wearing all that Tommy Hilfiger with condoms stapled to them? <laughs> Man, that's not that's not what you should do to a condom. That's <laughs> yeah, don't staple condoms. You guys yeah. just tape them up. It's fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Stapled, but also don't wear Tommy Hilfiger. He's not good news. He's a racist. <laughs> hmm. Dude, that's racist. Tommy Dude. H. Oh, are you sexual alien? Sure. Yeah, aliens. Yeah. Uh, don't take it personal. One parenthetical. One of dem days, and I'm not being a terrible, like, white older male comedian who thinks it's funny to affect speech from young black people. It is, does literally say dem. Dem. D E M. Dem. Monica. Hmm. You know what? Um, thanks, Monica. This is a really good, mature song. I would agree. <laughs> this would be like the same the same uh, list of adjectives I wrote down for. Uh, for Papa Don't Preach, except it yeah. would not say youthful at the end. It yeah. would say mature. Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah, it's like this. I love the idea of a love song that acknowledges very firmly that sometimes you need time for yourself, but you're still in love. Which, of course, with the internet, which it does to everything that is like a woman just expressing any sort of yep. dissatisfaction, thinks it's about PMS. Um, I think that it should be used, if they know what's up, by Diva Cup as a marketing song. Mm, yeah. <laughs> kind of brilliant. They should. But I did enjoy it, and I did call this a sonic ovarian riff. Oof, that's oh, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I uh, I said buried pleasure because I I don't think I knew about the song. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. called this one crying emoji, crying emoji, sighing emoji, unhappy emoji, blow kiss emoji, blow kiss emoji. I had my hand on my phone, and it uh, deleted some rows and it added some rows. <laughs> it was weird. So that's what it is now. <laughs> okay. Fair. That's a pretty accurate description of the music video. What it could have been? Um, I stand by Sonic Ovarian Riffs because I do think that this is a song... It honors the fact that it is a song about women's feelings, but also has, like, a weird period connection. Okay. Yeah. Show enough. All right. The Macarena, parenthetical, Bayside Boys mix, Los Del Rio. I personally really resent the fact that the line, he was out of town and his two friends were so fine, made me think about those two old dudes having sex with one of those young, colorfully dressed ladies. I did not realize that you weren't still quoting lyrics, and I was like, I don't remember that part <laughs> at all. <laughs> old no. dudes, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Just like, yeah. My two, his two friends were so fine, and clearly they're talking about Los Del Rio. And, you know, good for them, but mm, gross. Mm. What's weird about this song is that the lyrics change with every... The lyrics have changed drastically. So this is actually written for... There is a Macarena. Her name is Diana Patricia. She was a beautiful flamenco dancer. And the song changes depending on what mix you listen to. In the original, she's upset because her boyfriend has joined the army. And she retaliates by going out on the the town and carousing with men. Mm. Whereas in this mix... It's mostly about her being mad at her boyfriend and then shaking it while he's out of town. Hmm. Hey, Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> the Bayside Boys also made a first-person account with the lyrics being the voice of Macarena. So they, uh, made, they, they did gave, her side of the story. They gave her side of the story, uh, yes. Uh, they did that with Hotline Bling, too. <laughs> 
Did the Bayside Boys. Wow. The Bayside. Boys. The Bayside Boys is weird. Yeah. The Bayside Boys. Did Some other musically talented person, no. <laughs> other than the Bayside. Oh, boys. who could that yeah, be but the Bayside uh, Boys? <laughs> Just to be yeah, clear, yeah. this song has Macarena addressing people in the first verse. Like she, uh, like there isn't another song that's like Macarena. No, seriously, this is my side of the story or anything like that. They're just, they're, they're just po- I'm just pointing out, and yeah. they were pointing out this thing I read. I was pointing out that this is the first time Macarena is given a voice in mm. the song. Is this Bayside Boys remix? Which is sort of cool. Thanks, Oh, yeah, there is that point. What categories do we have for the Macarena? <laughs> Controversially, I put best. Whoa! I gave this cheap thrills mm-hmm. as my category. Cool. I gave it... Weekend dad, weekday night. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I don't even know why, but yep, that's it. That is it. That is it 100%. I'll concede. Yes. Oh, thank, you. thank you. I still think it's the best. Do we have any best or worst? That's a good question. In my heart, there are. It's <sighs> ma- the Macarena. Well, <laughs> yeah, we Papa do. Don't Preach. We do. Papa Don't And the Mariah Carey song you like. No. The Whitney Houston song. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Don't sorry. dare. She's like, she wears butterflies, sir. <laughs> All right. Last on the list. A song that I either... <laughs> I... Oh wow. Um, You're Making Me High slash Let It Flow, Tony Braxton. Wowza. Tony, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Tony. This thank was... you, Tony. You know, the sister episode to this episode ended on a very dark note. I can't, I can't remember the song. It was just bad. Bad music all around. It horrible. We can't remember much, I yeah, will say I for us. I out a lot of it. But Tony Braxton really allowed us to wrap this up on a very high note. She uh, did. A very, you're making me high note. Sorry. I don't even know. I feel like I, I can't hum it. I can't whistle it. But I can remember every scene of that music video. Mm-hmm. I almost regret that it's the end because it's too good to make a good joke about. Uh, well, I would like to describe the video if oh, please, possible. Please, you're great at it. She's so. gathered her gal pals in her loft apartment, which is one of those apartments where it has an elevator that takes you directly into the apartment, uh-huh. which is very chic. And they all pile in. And then what happens is various men dressed. Where are they sitting? Or no, she's laying on. She's reclining. She's supine. On. I don't remember what she's on. A pink vinyl couch. Oh! And then all of her ladies are gathered about her. And then various men pop in and out of that elevator and they judge them on giant oversized playing cards for their hotness. Yep. And then at like one... Like card sharks. <laughs> Just as a card shark would. And then Tony has a martini laced with enough curacao in it to make it <laughs> look like mouthwash. It is very blue. <laughs> When she finally settles on her one man, and then they're in a room just literally full of bubbles. Yep. I actually wanted to ask you, Mary, do you want to take a bath in pink cotton candy? Uh, No. Because that's what it looked like. But that's what it looked like. That's right. They were pink bubbles. It was a good time. A good time was had by all. And by all, I mean me. By me watching it. <laughs> by me, I mean me alone watching this music video. And one assumes Tony Braxton, too. She looks like she's having a good time. Yeah. She looks like she's having a great time. I gave this a best. I, so did I. If this was your... I think I, don't, I think I left it blank, but I would concede a, a yes. Kelly, a best. I, I know you deleted a lot of your stuff, yeah. but you said best. You know you did. I, Reach into your heart. Reach inside. into your heart. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, she wouldn't go through the chest. She'd go through the. I'd go through the mouth. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. you just want to pull out the heart. Still, no. Re- no, reach into it for the answer. Not... Just, just dig around in it a little bit. You don't have to go. What? Hey, you, you do. Tell... You, don't have to, you don't have to take the heart anywhere. You, uh, you, you dudes know about metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> you dudes. You know. dudes. Uh, do you guys have an exacto knife so I can really get in there? No. You got a fancy wedding knife we got. So just... Just, I could carve into. Yeah. So we said best, right? Yeah, best. said best. And I think that's it, guys. That's it. Guys, we did it. We did it. You, we did it. Guys, completely successful once again. You guys. <laughs> once again, we are completely victorious. Thank Yay! you, Kelly. Yay. Thanks, Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Andy. Hey, thanks, Mary. I, I feel very uh, Andy Cohen right now. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Um, thank you, our dear listeners, whoever you may be. Thank you, um, YouTube, for providing us with all these <laughs> wonderful videos. And thank you, the listening public of Summer Music, for making this category possible. You take the good, you take the bad. You take it all, and there you have this list. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. An outrageous, An outrageous mechanism production. production.